I don't want a pickle. Just one ride on my motorcycle. All right, and it is the Nokamoto Podcast episode number 200. We made it. All right, we are coming to you from our studio still in build progress, but, you know, it's coming together. And we were surprised. Uh, We got Junkie from the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast flew all the way out here to be with us in studio. (laughs) Guys, this is pretty amazing. This place looks great, and it's much colder than you told me it was going to be. I don't like that. Well, it's the basement at my house here. So, you know, you probably gathered that from walking in through the door. But um, no, Swigs put a bag on my head and told me I wasn't allowed to see where I was going. So, oh, OK. I wasn't here for that part. All right. Hold Just on. Following the I... standard security protocols. You know? Exactly. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> kind of like the beginning of last episode. I got to open up a Natterdays popsicle here. Oh, yeah. Oh, sign me up. Yeah. Because it's episode 200. We've got PBR, we've got Natterdays popsicles. And I thought, you know, it's no Komodo. So we got some Coors Banquet going as well. We're going to be pretty laid back for this episode. I love this. We don't really have any hardcore content. We just get to sit back and play games. And I'm excited about that. This is what they call light lifting this week. And we're just going to have a good time with it. So, I mean, normally I I pressure myself with a whole bunch of announcements, with housekeeping, uh, with all kinds of all kinds of bullshit. But you know, fuck the formalities. It's episode two hundred. Let's just uh, let's just roll with it. You want to do best worst bite, guys? Because we got a lot yeah. of games to get through, and they're probably going to take some time. So oh, swigs. Yeah. Hey, will you hand me that tequila? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Tobor, yeah. are you good? I want to drink some oil uh, and blood. You're on your own for that, bro. Okay, Swigs, you have best bike in the world. Worst bike in the world. I have worst week. bike in the world. This All right. Are you ready to reveal it? I am. Okay. And the worst bike in the world this week is? So, on the theme of light lifting, I have chosen... <laughs> All hydrogen-powered motorcycles. <laughs> hydrogen-powered motor. Well, th- I know some concept bikes. There aren't any for sale, are there? No, not really. Light lifting would be helium-powered motorcycles, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Hydrogen is 14 times lighter than helium. What? So. <laughs> wow. Remember the Hindenburg. Well, like, so so yeah, who is seriously thinking about making a? No, helium... it was hydrogen. That's why it <laughs> caught fire. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well. Who who is who is seriously thinking? Like, doesn't is was it um, Kawasaki? Kawasaki is yeah. doing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we made fun of that one on when we we're talking about Ikema. But Honda has also a they've made some years cars. Ago, yes. Well, a couple of years ago, they teased like a hydrogen concept bike, but that, you know, obviously Honda will tease something 12 years will pass and it will never see the light of day. So you just have to like keep your fingers crossed. But I, I know that it has been done in the motorcycle right. field so, before. So um, I know Toyota's got some cars that you can buy in one dealership, I think, in L.A. Yeah, Toyota has There's... a real hard on for hydrogen and it's not a great idea. So hydrogen seems hydrogen seems so great because it's like, oh, the fuel's so light, 
It's like the most energy dense um, fuel you can basically get. It's why they use them on fucking rockets. Right. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is when you look at like the cars that they power, it's basically you measure the amount of like you, you have the tank and the tank is gigantic and under super high pressure. But you can basically measure the amount of fuel that it has in grams. Because it's, li- it's 14 times lighter than ox- uh, helium. Correct. Thank you. So everyone is kind of thinking like, well, hydrogen is going to be so great because we can keep using our combustion engines. And you know, we can basically kind of recycle or convert everything over to it and we can keep all of our internal combustion engines if you only plan on going five miles at a time yes well you can get some okay range out of it well i mean it's still worse than than electric in terms of range even if it ends up the car ends up being a little bit lighter overall the problem is that hydrogen is a motherfucker when it comes just to keeping it in the tank because I mean, haven't they figured that out though with like the type the with the fuel cell? Uh, you can do it with the fuel cell, but fuel cells are basically heavy, like batteries are, like lithium batteries yeah, it, it's are. It's going to kill your performance. So, but if you want to just hold on to hydrogen and then meter it out like you would gasoline into a combustion engine, you can do that. The problem is that hydrogen loves to slip past any gasket or valve that you can make there's no way to make like what you can do it if you completely seal the tank like if you had a chemical seal around your valves you might be able to do it you're gonna go to the the gas station and put the pump in your tank and squeeze the lever and hydrogen comes out well isn't it something like even with the car that toyota does sell uh, after you, yeah after you fill it up like if you just leave it sitting there no. for like three days it loses like half a tank oh it's it yeah know. if you if you have it completely full then in like two days you're down to like 10 percent. right it is it will leak past it will leak past any gasket you can make any valve really? you can make well, well, yeah, it's also, hydrogen it is the lightest smallest atom possible so also you have to turn it into a different form to burn it right like you have to store it in liquid and turn it to gas and like that takes up even more volume right yeah no see, I didn't no think well, so no so the, nobody is storing liquid hydrogen in cars they do that in rockets no i mean you could do it in a car it's the only way to get a like a like a reasonable amount of range in one but again, this is an insane tank that you've got to make crash proof. It, pre- I mean, it presents another logical problem. If you wanted to spend $10 million per car, or probably a lot more, then yes, you, you could pull that off. And if you had like a rocket refueling station at <laughs> every gas station, and if you're okay with spontaneous combustion, then sure, this, this is an option. Um, Wait, how do the, how do the cars get away with it now? Because they definitely have to pass safety standards before they can even put it on the road. You know what I'm saying? So they only they generally hold like hundreds of grams of hydrogen at a time, and they really? basically store it in a, just a giant scuba tank, essentially. Yeah, but like you, grams. it's just it's just stored as a gas under pressure, and you just have ridiculous positive pressure to push it into the tank, and then it just slowly leaks out over time. So, huh. 
So, so you could potentially, during COVID, fill up your car, COVID hits, all of a sudden you're at home for months, and now you can't get out and drive your hydrogen-powered car down to the pharmacy to pick up whatever. Right. Because I mean, all it the could, hydrogen leaked out. There could, I mean, there could be a snowstorm, and by the time the plows come out and clear the roads, you have lost you know 40 percent of your fuel range you would never ever have your car like you wouldn't it would not make sense to like drive home in the evenings in a current hydrogen powered car fill your gas tank up on the way home and leave it parked in your driveway overnight with a full tank of gas really it better be cheap as fuck because i hope they're telling people that with the dealership hey you know when they buy it like, hey, you're going to be spending some money, and if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Unlike gasoline no, or... No sane people are buying this these cars. And I no don't know, s- man. Have You you, you want to come out to L.A. and, like, we can argue at that point? <laughs> I mean, there's no sane people in L.A. as, as a fact, but uh, I, I've seen all sorts of shit around out there. So, I mean, I think Not there are some, like... I don't think I don't know if there's any like private citizen who actually owns one of these cars. Hmm. And like I think the best case you could make is if you had like a fleet vehicle that you would fill from empty and then immediately drive the full tank, you might do it. And you know, in the same way that um uh everyone's uh is running like the same way that like Moto Two is going to be running E eighty five next year. Ugh. Well, yeah. I think no, I think it's like twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, or something. But yeah, in in the same way, it's it's a total stunt. In a way that when some people say that you know electric motorcycles and electric cars are kind of a little bit of a stunt and a little bit performative, hydrogen is completely performative. We do not have the technology to make it work. Hmm. What we do is just the only way it makes sense is if everyone was able to buy some sort of hydrogen-making machine to put in their garage, and and then and I think that there then the you could just leave defense. that. You could pump it. You fill yourself with hydrogen in the morning yeah. and then leave. But. Well, everyone, but that, that technology does not really exist. Well, no, it does exist. Well, you it just know, takes that tech- more energy than well, here's it does. The thing. You get and end up in hydrogen. You know, you can put, uh, you can put like a level two charger in your house for an electric car and leave your house with a full battery every day. That exists. That does you- not exist for hydrogen. Right. And people are already freaking out about electric cars and electric yeah. motorcycles and having, even though. They're amazing because of the fact that you can leave your house with a full charge every day. With hydrogen, it the fact that your your fuel tank is constantly leaking fuel all the time and you can't fuel at home is kind of so a deal we've been breaker. doing a lot of talking about how hydrogen cars are dumb, but you're really insistent on hydrogen bikes being dumb. Oh, hydrogen so, bikes are especially dumb. Exactly. Because on a hydrogen bike... I'd like to say something to the people at home, too, real quick. If you have hydrogen at your house right now, you're on a, a blacklist. <laughs> a government blacklist. And it's probably not... So I, I really only... I, I don't see it as for uh, foreseeable technology uh, to begin with. 
but yeah, let's continue down this path of how it doesn't make sense for motorcycles because I really like your your way of thinking on this. So, well, on a, on a bike, it's so much worse because one, you're going to have this massively highly pressurized tank sitting right up against your tits, which is really not going to be fun if anything goes wrong. Secondly, yeah. The tank has to be so thick and so strong in order to hold the pressure, but because it, everything's scaled down, uh, with the pressure, the tank still has to be the same thickness. So you're actually going to get far less fuel in the tank. Like, ranges on hydrogen-powered motorcycles are going to be, like, 30 miles, maybe. Like, like they're going to be absolutely horrendously awful and you have to fill them up like immediately before you take off to get that range but also there's just really no reason for it because all of the hydrogen that we use today is basically made from methane so it's not even really like with, with an electric vehicle conceivably you can get power from nuclear you can get it from solar. You can get it from wind. The only place you're realistically getting hydrogen for any reasonable price is uh, from methane. So it doesn't even make sense from a environmental perspective. And everyone says like, oh, we'll, we'll do it through electrolysis eventually. No, we won't. No one's going to build that. And no one's going to be able to sell it until they can build that. The only reason we could have electric cars is because we already have a nationwide electric grid. We already had the grid. We don't just have hydrogen stations all over the place already. You know, and even with like the first zeros, if you really had to, you could just plug your bike, like plug your charger into a wall outlet at a gas station. So what we yeah. really need is the internet as Al Gore described it. A, a series, series of tubes. tubes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What you it's funny that you mentioned that because Bill Clinton, one of his uh legacies that he was hoping to build as a president or well after his presidency was a hydrogen highway and I really have only seen that out in California, uh, you know, California, I'm just looking up. I don't know if you guys saw me doing this over here. I, I was paying attention to what you were saying, but if you saw me, I was distracted down, by your hand on my knee. Listen, I'm good at typing with one hand, which is, makes me special. Uh, looking here on Hyundai's website about fuel cell vehicles. And apparently they claim that they don't leak. And even if they do leak, it says that nitrogen or I'm sorry, hydrogen basically is so light. Like you said, 14 times lighter than uh, the atmosphere, that it just vaporizes when it hits atmospheric pressure. So the problem is infrastructure, just like anything else. Uh, just the whole reason that, uh, you know, did you guys hear Wyoming is possibly banning EV sales? <laughs> like, like That sounds something of, Wyoming would uh, do. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole backlash against EV and, and like trying to go 100% EV in the future. And a lot of it's like because of rural places uh, don't really support it. And if you don't support EV, I could hardly see you supporting hydrogen in the states. If we're talking specifically for the states, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of EV charging coming on for sure, but I really don't think this hydrogen highway thing made it. Um, I agree, and, and and remember, guys, this is best worst bike, and I believe the worst possible bike could be the hydrogen powered bike right next to my good my well, my my deceased now deceased friend Frank Willoughby Cotton's steam powered bike because again, <laughs> just like a hydrogen powered bike. It was very hard to transport water and get water everywhere, then heat it up, and then have it propel your vehicle. Well, yeah, you have so, to transport water and coal to refill. It was very, it was very, very inefficient. And, Although kind uh, of a hero when it comes to uh, improvised fuel. Right. Because yeah, you can true. power it off a wood stove. Listen, oh, that yeah, motherfucker it, it, was I, so yeah, hot. Anything that burns, it really is flex fuel. Listen, his thighs rubbing together on the fuel tank there is what heated up his initial. It was like a Sterling motor, you know, like <laughs> that's <laughs> what heated up the water. <laughs> but yeah, so hydro. So for worse bike, I agree. Any anything that's considering a, an infrastructure that's not even available yet, a hundred percent worse bike. Good job, Swigs. I'm gonna go back to sleep. You can edit that up. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. Uh, are we ready for best bike in the world this week? Sure, let's do it. Hey, okay. worst bike. I'd like to say worst bike in the world this week. Bikes that don't even exist yet. <laughs> Vaporware <laughs> bikes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me, let's see here. And the best bike in the world this week is the Rikio otherwise oh, known as shit. the Type 97 motorcycle. No! Now, if you know something about this, Swigs, or Junkie, don't blurt out the big fact about this right away, or if you're going to be Googling it over there, because there's quite a big reveal. With the, Actually, there's two really big reveals with this motorcycle. Right. Right, uh, let's cast this refrain. up to the monitor for you guys. I will refrain. Oh, that looks beautiful. I will refrain from saying anything except for this. The Rikuo was one of the first bikes that I was going to do a patron-only deep dive on. However, there is so little information on these fucking things. You really have to go to a certain country to find anything on them that it's really hard to even deep dive into the history of these to get a beat on it so i would love to hear all about this okay so what does this bike look like to you swigs uh it looks like a world war ii harley that's not too far off and just just on the surface what does it look like to you junkie it looks like an old Exactly like Swig said, it looks like an old Harley Davidson, some sort of Panhead era. Um, you know, a, a, a re it's it's like when it's like when Indian rebadged. Uh, well, Panhead would have been like sixties. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is pre Panhead, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, this just looks like basically pre World War II era Harley, which would be weird for uh, for this bike, right? So the the World War II Harleys were WLAs, and there was a WL for sale in the states, and the WLA was like the WL Army or whatever. Right. I was going to say yeah, the WLA is so so. An this Army very bike. much has that Harley Davidson WL look to it, and 
This is, it's not a WL though. Uh, WL was a knucklehead engine, I believe. This is a flathead motor side flat valve. Heads. That's right. That, yeah, yeah. This is like the RK motors. Um, so I'll or, tell I'm you sorry, what it's K, like. I'll tell you what it's like because it is a Harley W, a Harley Davidson VL. Yeah. So this goes back to the story begins in about 1930 something. Mm -hmm. The Japanese Imperial Army needs a motorcycle. And there are a few motorcycles being produced in Japan at this time, but they're either just like very prototype race bikes or bicycles with motors on them. They're not really... Japan hasn't really gotten into full force motorcycle building yet. I mean, there are tons of motorcycle makes around, but they're very basic. They're not competitive with motorcycles from other countries yet. But what the Japanese have already started doing is importing motorcycles en masse. Uh, But at this point, there's really only something like 2000 motorcycles in the whole country of Japan around 1932. You know what? Probably in the U.S. as well. Oh, no, 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 no. Tons more in the U.S. Uh, 1932, mm-hmm. you say? Yes. Harley's really in full swing at this point. And um, Harley actually, you know, people kind of knock on Harley. But in this area, in this era, Harley Davidson really are leaders in technology and manufacturing of motorcycles. Oh, and 32. This is pre. This is pre-depression. We still have like... Excelsior and Thor. I mean, we still have like a ton of other people that are kicking. Harley oh yeah, Harley doesn't there. rule the roost, but I mean, they're winning military contracts and stuff. I mean, they're they're you know they're doing good. So the the um, so what the Japanese are doing at this point, what they're starting to do is import motorcycles and reverse engineer them. Right. Mm. Mm. Now mm-hmm. this company, which hang on though, hang on. Yes, are they really reverse engineering them? We're going to get to that. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So this is this is the best bike in the world this week because this bike is fucking weird. And it's not that the bike itself is that weird because the explanation of it ends up being pretty straightforward. But this ends up the a particular group of these bikes ends up being ridiculously collectible, very strange pretty controversial and something a lot of Americans really wish didn't exist. And this is just one of the coolest so my motorcycle question, stories out there. So my, my, my only question right now is, is the, uh, is the machine gun swivel mount an option? That is, uh, uh, well, no, that is part of the type 97, but not necessarily the Rikio. So let, let me let me keep going here. So this company, which has a super long Japanese, nearly unpronounceable name, uh, can I, which can I na- attempt it? Uh, sure. It's Rikyo Nainekikan Kabushiki Kaisha, and it was established in the early 1930s in Japan. I think it took on the Rikyo name after World War II. 
but per, or maybe in the late 30s or the very late 30s but yeah essentially so parts of this company like this company splintered into a bunch of other things and this was right. a general japanese manufacturing company they made pharmaceuticals like part of it turned into mazda later they were making bicycles they were making guns they were making ammunition right. this was just Fair a play. big japanese yeah. manufacturing company and they everything had Rik- everything had Rico in it. So you're right. There the I may be pronounced I may be taking a shot at the one that was specifically this motorcycle brand. Because yeah, there was a ton of other Rikuo whatever afterwards, and that was their division. Well, so the uh the type ninety well, I'll come to the type ninety seven name and what that means later. Uh so anyway, this company approached Harley Davidson and said, Hey, we would like to produce harley davidson vl models and there was the vl the wl like you know like today there's like the fl right the flh and like the flhs is like the road king or whatever right so this is this is the vl this is what they were this was their big twin platform right flhrc is the road road king class oh right well anyway anyway it's flh but like fl this is the v this is like right right so this was harley's like sort of big twin like road model and they said hey we'd like to build these because the japanese army needed something basically to invade china with right japan barely had a road system at this point japan was just starting to introduce traffic lights at this point and they need something to like go into China and start fucking shit up with, right? And Harley Davidson's like, cool, we'll sell you a license to build Harley Davidson VLs. Yeah. Here's the thing though this isn't just a Harley built under license, Harley Davidson shipped machining and tooling and sent American. Harley Davidson engineers to train everybody to make it. Okay. So if this if is this is World made, this is pre-World War II. So if this is made. So is this is this Imperial? Is this I'm, I'm, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. So if this is made with Harley tooling under supervision of Harley employees under a legitimate Harley Davidson license. Is it a Harley Davidson? Hey, it sounds it's exactly like it. it's exactly what BMW said they were doing with the G three ten when it first came out because that's a TVR. It's an Indian motorcycle partnership, but they said we're shipping BMW tooling, we're shipping BMW engineers. This will be a BMW bike. It's the same exact thing the Harley's doing, fucking almost a hundred years earlier. So well, it's the same. Check it I out. Guess, so it's, check it's, it's, it out. It's so, the same so way 1936 that, like, um... comes around mm-hmm. and the license ends. And then the truth comes out that this company didn't only bought the license to make these in name only. All of the money for this project came from the Imperial Japanese Army because they knew Harley Davidson wasn't just going to agree to help the Japanese army build motorcycles. So they did it through this private company. Oh, so they built these all as consumer bikes, but actually none of them went to consumers. 
the Japanese army just straight up wanted WLs for the military. Exactly. Uh, and it was, after it was, 1936, uh, just flat out built them that way. Yeah. And that's when v- it became I think it was the uh, the VL, the flathead. Was yes. The VL, I yep. Think. That's it. It's the VL flathead. So the Type 97 comes in because this was made in like 1937 or something. And uh, or the first ones that were called the Type 97, like I guess like after the, the 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 license ran out or whatever. And get this. So it's just through the war called the Type 97. And it's called that because some, it was like 1930 or something on the Japanese calendar that they were using was like. It was like a, like 1940 was exactly like the year 3000 on the Japanese calendar. So this was the year 2997. So they just called it the 97. So like, so one's made in 38 or 98. So in 1940, they go like to the type 00. And then in 1941, they're the type one, right? Okay. Uh, So there's like little modifications to it. So the reason it doesn't look exactly like a Harley is it's got different fenders, but that's the, it's got a slightly different tank, but that's the light. That's the handlebars. That's the shocks. That is the frame. That is the engine. That is the transmission. That is the two wheel drive system. That is the exhaust. Uh, Oh no, slightly different exhaust of a Harley VL. Um. You know, so, they license them. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll let you get to it. Well, you're probably coming to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. We, here's the big bombshell. So, even after the war, right, this company still exists. And I don't know how they got away with this part after the but war. But it wasn't real to begin with. After the war, this company names itself Rikio. And the Rikio. Let me ask you this. When do you think the first year of the Harley Davidson Road King was? Oh, I have no idea. 97. Might even been 90. No, no, sorry. 2004. Sorry. Yeah, before that, they just called them FL whatever. It's FLH, FLT, things like that. So from like 1936 on, this had the name Rikyo. What do you think Rikyo is Japanese for? <laughs> is it Road King? It is Road King. Yeah. Oh, or land, wow. or, or land King. Yeah, Land King. This crazy, right? This is the original Road King. A fucking yeah. Axis Powers bike. Yeah, and, and not only that. I do enjoy it when the best bike in the world comes with a side of war crime. Harley yeah. Davidson <laughs> will not talk about this thing. No. And that's why it was so hard for me to find info. I never did this Patreon only episode because it was so hard for me to find information in America. I have and a once book a while, with a whole chapter about it. Wait, Junks. is it called Stealing Speed? No, it's uh, okay. Japan's Motorcycle Wars. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's one of the only books that has uh, that I that I referenced that I could find that has a chapter on it. Right, and that's, I actually and found uh, some articles in Russian that I did Google Translate on that had some more mm-hmm. information. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you got to go outside the U.S. to find this. Ironically, nowadays, it's the Russians who are having all their shit stolen by the Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So the crazy thing, too, is that prior to World War II, uh, my, I, I used to have a really good friend. He's still actually he's still real active. He's an artist in Japan, and he was uh, an exchange student when I was in um, college. And 
his name was Sochiro Honda, and he told me that uh, <laughs> he told me that in 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 Japanese McDonald's is Makudo Naruto because like Japanese right. doesn't ever end on a syllable; it always ends on a vowel. So and or or unless it ends with San, right? San. So he so basically, like in the early the late twenties or early thirties, Harley Davidson. When you say David. I could never understand what the fuck he was asking for too. He's asking for duelers and he was saying, I, I, I like that song by Sonic Ruth called I rob you. And it's, I love you. So everything's a little off. So in the thirties, Debito san was, um, was like licensed from Harley. And it's because that's how the Japanese say Davidson was Debito san. They don't really have, I don't think they have a V in Japanese. Oh, David so, san. Yeah. Debito san. Yeah. Davido-san. So, so, yeah. Instead of David Harley Davidson, it was Dabiru-san, and it was exactly these these bikes, and and that was established in Japan when World War II hit. I believe they had to relinquish that license, but like you said, all this other like back backwater backdoor. But back the thing is, they happening. just kept making them, and I want to oh, say yeah. they made them into like the sixties. And if mm-hmm. you, I, I like, here's one we just pulled up here, and it's there's like a, a '60s one here or like late '50s, and it looks like a Harley Davidson FLH. I mean, it's got all the things that they changed later on. They just kept reversing, like stealing them, stealing the designs and reverse engineering one. But there's like a panhead version of these too. They just kept making them, but because it all started with american tooling and then reverse engineering the harleys themselves like the early ones i think there's an argument that they kind of are harleys yeah i do wonder if some of these if they like if it's all just the same tooling from pre-world war ii i wonder if like it's kind of like a um like buying the last of like the pre-unit construction um Royal Enfields, where right. you could get an expert to look at the casting, and yeah, and, or you could get an expert to look at the motor and determine which casting it came out of, right? Because right. they've just been using the same ones for however many yeah. decades, dude. The very first bike I crashed on the street was a an Indian built like 1958 tooling, but to year 2000 or 1999, uh. Bullet, Bullet 500. Uh, 500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, will you hand me one of those beers, guys? Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, fellas. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. And, and yeah, you could just see the cat, the, the engine. You could look at the engine and go, God, this this tooling's old. You know, <laughs> like, and the shifter was on the wrong side, even. It and had upside to have, down. Like, it had to have mechanical linkage to get it to the, what is now like the standards. I think it was what the standards were set in like the 70s, right? Of, what side the shifter and the brakes and all that shit had to be on. I think that was set in 73 and to meet, to be able to keep exporting these. Yeah. They had the, and, and uh, so for these bikes, they are so freaking rare. And I think Harley Davidson, even, even when they were developing the, um, the first overhead valve bike, the they WL. made them by the, something like that. They made them or the, I don't remember if it was the, the WL or the EL, it was something. It was something with an L in it for sure. But they I made thought them after buy, this flathead, like, the knucklehead motor was the next one. With and that was the first. Uh, over, I thought the knucklehead's the first overhead yeah, valve, but actually, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think you're right. I think I'm not you're right, that but I, that well versed in Harley, especially pre-war era. Yeah, 
I don't. I think the WLA meant like war army. I, I think the WLA is a special. I think the there was a civilian version for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Harley. But yeah, there was an Harley, EL Har- as well. Yeah. Well, maybe right. not. And Harley made him buy know. all that shit. Harley made him buy that and and make that as well as part of the license. Like whatever Harley was doing and Harley was making, they're like, listen, you guys make this too. Like you have it. It was a way for Harley to, to do to Rikuo Company what Hero did to Eric Buell was like, hey, this is gonna affect you, affect us greatly, but you negatively because we're you're gonna have to buy all these licenses that you, you may even not even produce. You know, like you're just gonna have to buy it. We want you to license this from us, whether or not you. It goes into production, and right now the Rikuo, as far as I can tell, the Rikuos, a they hardly ever came to um, the U.S. because how many fucking Panzer tanks are in the U.S.? You know what I'm saying? We blew that shit up in fucking Europe and didn't want to bring it home, right? We saw that as the enemy. Same with these Rikuos. I don't think very many have come to the States, but when they do, they get into the hands of collectors to take them to the quail and shit like that. Oh, yeah, because it's like all the collectability of Nazi memorabilia without the baggage of a swastika. Right. Just the, was was it the Nanking or Nanjing massacre? Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a whole there, other set of war there's crimes. There's a lot of horrible things. That, yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. me wonder. Though, we talk about these, them a lot less, but they're since there. on the surface, like these are so close in their look to Harley WLAs, I wonder like how many hijinks went on because this must have happened where they just took the the Japanese off the side of the tank and they just like you know took some clothes off a, a dead U.S. soldier's body and someone just like rode into the middle of a U.S. army base and just like blew know, themselves right? up. Right. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that shit happened, you know, they don't talk about it, but that's the funny thing about Harley Davidson is even when we saw Harley and the Davidsons, they glossed over their past with Indian, which wasn't like all that, um, you know, it, it's not all that they right. make it out to be today. However, I mean, all this, there's a lot of shit that happened that Harley really glosses over really easily with one sentence or one paragraph. And Rikuo is a whole chapter pre and post World War II that really, um, like, I can't tell you, I have a little bit of ejaculation in my jeans when you said Rikuo. I believe yeah. this is the best bike in the world this week because, you know, nothing has It's just so, it's such as, a crazy story. Yeah, the story got me emotionally and physically excited. You know, so like, my thing with bike. this, well, I understand why they didn't tell it, why they don't like add, like they don't talk about it, because you can edit that out. By the way, I mean, <laughs> this is essentially like you know, publishing like in your memoir that time that you got like caught out <laughs> on like a gift card sta- scam, <laughs> like <laughs> so, when you sent yeah. gift card codes over email to somebody who would promise to pay you back. So Japan was not a world player in, in 1930, you know, when this, when negotiations for this license deal started and what Harley was doing, licensing out this bike to a Japanese company was completely above board, nothing sketchy, nothing weird. This was something that had happened before. This was something that the U S government knew about the the Japanese were not enemies in any way, shape, or form. It it, it uh, the the part that makes it weird is that Harley just will not acknowledge it, 
Yeah. And then later on translated the name of it into English for one of their flagship bikes. <laughs> right. That's yeah. the part that's weird, right? Yeah. That why why go for that? I don't know. It, it, that's a bit weird. But in general, like nothing Harley did nothing wrong in the 1930s as far as Japanese and the Axis power because all the ones officially built like as the type 97 for for the army were were built under direct order and without license oh yeah so yeah. they they were built under direct order from the Japanese army and and without the it was a 5 year license that Harley gave this company so you know past Back- 1937 Harley Davidson yeah. cannot be held responsible for for what happened. This is not a trashing Harley Davidson conversation, but it is crazy that a Harley Davidson was produced for an Axis power. Essentially, yeah. that's yeah. fucking wild. Well, what's also interesting is just like, was it fifteen years after the war ended? Like the Japanese were like, or the the British were licensing to the Japanese left and right, like. There really wasn't right. a lot of we, we didn't let things cool we didn't you know let things simmer down for too long before like all the licensing came straight right. back. But the whole like BMW like Ural sort of thing, right? One bike engineered oh, yeah. from the other. We all know that story. But this is using Harley Davidson tooling. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I sent you, I sent you my cheat codes, and now you're beating me in the fucking tournament. You know, on EA Sports or whatever. Because well, so I, are these are these is, is this all standard tooling? Then are these like Amer- Is this like are all the bolts and everything in like inches? I would assume so. I mean, to that degree, I don't know if the fasteners were the same, but it wouldn't shock me. Uh, like i said what i read was that harley davidson said yeah you can do this but it's gonna be expensive and we are going to set up your factory yeah at which point the japanese military must have jizzed their pants because like oh you're just gonna give us all the tooling to spec we don't have to reverse engineer any of this now they should have seen this coming because around the time, and this was this was something I got from another source, but around this time, the average cost of an imported motorcycle in Japan was eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred yen. The average Japanese monthly salary at the time was four yen. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, I, no. Yeah. So when Harley was like, "You're gonna, yeah, we'll give you the tooling for all this, and you can build thousands of them," they yeah. should have known that there wasn't a market for them. So this is like, this would be like uh, Iraq, you know, in the '80s, just saying like, "Do we want a Bentley factory?" Hey, America, we would. Uh, it's like, hey, you know, Lockheed, we would. Uh, we'd like to uh, just commercially sell some F-14s over here. Right. (laughs) The the crazy thing too, is when I, the, the way I was going to start out my article as boring as this sounds was going to be with like, at the time, uh, the tariffs on the Indian bikes were happening here. Like I think Trump was president when I was going to start my, this article. 
And I think that there was like that all the tariff, the tariff wars had kind of started here again, you know, for like the 80,000th time in, in political history. But the whole thing was, I believe that because Australia was a British colony, right? A British crown uh, nation. Um, I think the British had levied a bunch of, uh, it was like the start of the Great Depression. If you if you listen back to the years that Peter just mentioned, the the start of all this is like the Great Depression years. Like this is happening right as the Great Depression is coming to a close or or, or in the middle of happening. And I think Britain was like pushing back. They're like, listen, we got a few. They they had a bunch of bike manufacturers over there as well, just like the U.S. did. And I think that the tariff there also extended to any British. Um, uh, uh, crown, you know, any any place with the British crown um, or Commonwealth or country. So I think Australia, I think China, like Hong Kong, was a British um, colony. A, a lot of places got cut off from Harley Davidson. So I think Harley went to Japan and was like, "Listen, man, we got, yeah, you, you get this. I know it's a suspensive as hell. I know, this is, you know, you're gonna be saving up for this all year, <laughs> but hey, your things whole haven't fucking life, your life, things haven't changed. I mean, if you look at a CBO, they're like as much as a fucking, you know, well, not nowadays, but you know, 10 oh, years I think ago, the they're... cheapest CBO this year is fifty grand. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's getting up there to be on par with like a fucking car. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they which uh... can we stop for just a second? So Harley's making a really big deal about their hundred and twentieth anniversary. Is that the a Honda thing? Colors? Yeah, one hundred and twenty is not a year. To Dude, listen, like, that's a, how. Don't what is Harley their... Davidson's formula for what year are like listen, anniversary bro, years? You can get a anything that ends in a zero or a five. I think. Yeah, you you can get a hundred and fifth anniversary special. I think that was Why? back in two thousand eight. Well, they, they did the hundred and fifth. I thought because there were like two different years that people argue over being the first year of Harley Davidson. And so they're like, oh, let's do the 105 just to clear off that other year. Uh, but uh, 120 is not. Is this because like this could be five years off from 125th? But that's even not really. A, I don't know. No. Th so I wasn't I wasn't working in the industry in 2003 when they had their 100th anniversary. Right. But I imagine that they had all sorts of crazy bikes. They had a crazy bike. And I remember it in 2000. Uh, I want to say 2008. It was 105th anniversary, I believe. And it was all their black and copper bikes. And I was like, oh, shit. They must have just been black and co actual copper metal, maybe what they were making the bikes out of, in, in nine, you know, at the, the fifth year of production. Uh, they had 110th, 115th, 120th. Do they have every five years they have an edition? And then, like, just a couple years ago, they had the Fat Boy edition, which was like a the anniversary of the fat boy being introduced, which is like 50 or 60 years or some shit. They dude, any, any excuse for an anniversary, any excuse to take over Sturgis and play something at the fucking Brown pony saloon or whatever the fuck the the, you know, flaming pony, they will, they will make an excuse for and, uh, and run with it. Just like, I mean, yeah, there's so many so many anniversary models from Harley that it's hard to tell what's a company anniversary versus what's a model anniversary. You know what I'm saying? The funniest thing well, about what's even a, what's an anniversary that 
you should actually care about as well. Probably a hundred years. A hundred. I guess one hundred twenty. Good. I would say one hundred and twenty-five is probably round enough that it makes sense. One hundred fifties definitely. Yeah, they do it. They, do listen in this business though. I mean, we saw what Sears went out of business. Sears Roebuck had, was a company since like the late or early eighteen hundreds, and they they've. I don't think there's any Sears anymore. Are there? They're they're going the way of the dodo. Um, so, I mean, I guess at this point, if you're over 100 years old, you really want to celebrate your anniversary because you never know when the fucking next death blow is coming. So I kind of, uh, although um, I used I, to laugh at that shit, I, 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 I can't now remember kinda... if they still do now, but I remember like still in um in like 2013, 2014, Sears was still like quietly going strong, just not as a like consumer uh, focused company. Yeah. They did all sorts of stuff on the back end and like commercially, gotcha. just not for they, consumers. They were quietly um, going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually worked for a company that did a shit ton of business with Sears. Um, and they gave us like hundreds of thousands of dollars for, um, for all sorts of, um, for all sorts of lead buying services. Um, yeah. but yeah, they, they, but like, yeah, like, customer facing wise like they don't do anything anymore um interestingly um yeah you're talking about like all the all the tariffs and like everyone like er and how hard they like kind of got funneled towards um japan japan uh interestingly india you know after being exploited for so long is uh even i think today is still um has flipped the script kind of like brazil and have like mm-hmm. the most horrendous import taxes you've mm-hmm. ever seen in your life yeah, um which is why like if every yamaha or every honda that you see in india if you ever look up those models like they're those they're either a a two-part name where they're partnered with a local company or the bikes are absolute trash and they look like they were made in the 70s and <laughs> they still cost like $2,500 and you're like, that's actually not worth that much. Like they make the Navi look fancy. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then there's eight people on them. And then we get all worried when there's two people on a fucking Navi here in the States. We're like, come on. Yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, man, this, this best bike in the world this week, I think this contends with best bike in the world ever well so the reason it's best bike is not because it's especially good bike because it's no better than any and it's no better than any uh any harley davidson flathead i mean i i should talk about some specs real quick it it was this was a three-speed possibly a four-speed in some years with a reverse it is anywhere depending on the year it was built um 20 to 28 horsepower top speed supposedly 65 um yeah it just a lot of really cool specs about it but a lot of this again you can just look up harley davidson vls but it's not a best bike for specs it's not a best bike for um anything really but um uh provenance right this is maybe the most scandalous motorcycle ever much much like a cuban cigar the the illegality of wait, it. Wait, they drove a Harley adds, Davidson in Monaco. Adds a lot of flavor to it. You know? <laughs> it just makes it a bit juicier. 
Exactly. It's juicy. It's scandalous. You know, you've got that Harley Davidson mixed with Axis powers. It's kind of like when you learned that Captain America was a was like a Nazi experiment, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 got a little it's that perfect twist, you know, it's sweet and sour. It's it's really weird. It's a crazy story. And this is exactly the side of the sort of thing. Like when you're trying to talk about, you know, sound like you know what you're talking about. If someone wants to go back there and talk about Harley flatheads, be like, Ooh, did you know about the Rikio? It's also a a little bit like fight, like being proud. Well, it's, (laughs) it's kind of like being proud of the fact that the tuna you bought at the store doesn't just have a little dolphin in it. It's all <laughs> dolphin. Yeah. I've got a sealed can of dolphin from 1983, and it is not dolphin safe. Yeah. I'm saving this for a special day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We we got to get on to hey, the next game here. Yeah. We, we got, I, we got I, shit to burn through. Before we get to as an interlude, let's talk about what does dolphin caviar taste like, do you think? Uh, I thought there was only one type of caviar. How can you have dolphin caviar? Yeah, it's a mammal for starters. <laughs> Zing! You guys got me. You got me. All right. <laughs> Trick question, asshole. Let me is yeah. God. Um, okay. So, uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to do MCLU or do we want to oh, do yeah. made up motorcycle? I want to do MCLU personally. Okay. I don't know how you guys feel about it. All right. So, uh, well, well, what we should do is have this go in a circle then. So, who wants to challenge someone first? Who's got. I'm coming ill prepared to this, but I'd like to uh, not go first if that's uh, an option. Well, no, I mean, do you want to. Do you you got to come up with one for somebody else. Oh, God. Yeah. See, I can't. Not right. Not right this second. Give me. Give me a. Give me a moment to. Get my boots on and my, my big girl panties on before I before I go. Actually, I'll challenge you, Peter. Okay, I got what, one for what you. you. Got? This is a this is a big fad in the UK. You've got to defend the imitation high vis police vest. Oh, the polite vest. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, this is pretty simple. So it makes you look like it makes you look like a cock. But the fucking polite vest. <laughs> I think you said cop wrong. <laughs> no, I said cock. It makes yeah, you look yeah. like a tit. It makes you look like an asshole. Like the 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 fucking polite vest does fool some people. So you can't say that there's no benefit to wearing it. So there is some sort of increased level of general traffic safety because someone because people will think that they're following a police officer or that there's a police officer approaching them. And as a recap for people that don't know. In the UK, police wear these high vis vests that have like a stripe going up each side, sort of like you know, kind of in parallel with their shoulders. There's also like no government road vehicle that isn't in high, like striped high vis. Right. Well, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Your motorcycle needs high vis things on it to really complete. But the, but the, but the, but the jackets that the police wear are very distinctive. They're, it's, it's like a high vis jacket. Like you'd see a construction worker wearing. It's like high vis yellow with um, reflective stripes all Re- over yeah. it. 
And, uh, and then there's it's a what, um, it's what prisoners here in the states wear. But there's a horizontal bar across it that says police, and you can buy ones that look almost exactly the same, except they say polite, and so they can get away because it's because it's illegal to impersonate a police officer. So you can't it can't just say police, right? So I say so it says polite, and it's just enough to fool some people. Like it's just enough, and at a glance, it really at a glance, yeah. In movies, so so some people will be fooled by it. So there is some minor level of safety. Now I can also argue, again, and this is the trap you would hope that I would fall into, is that because it's so dumb, and because you are trying to impersonate a cop, this will enrage some people. And in Cops some included. situations might create a more dangerous situation. I would argue people that would be triggered to the point of driving dangerously by a polite vest could be triggered by fucking anything. You know, do people get triggered in the UK? I mean, yes. that's literally. Oh, oh yes. Do they? Okay. Oh, okay. yes. I, road rage is just as big a problem, if not bigger. I... I mean, there's less high speed accidents that happen or guns being pulled because of road rage. But I would say, on average, the number of people just losing their shit inside their car and like banging on their steering wheels, punching (laughs) out their own windows. As (laughs) as Nanny would say, throwing a wobbly, throwing a major wobbly. Yes, is uh, as just a higher percentage, if not twice the percentage that it is in the States. And due to the gun laws in Europe or in England triggered well, is probably the wrong word to use here. Yeah. It's, it's more like brandished because it's all <laughs> knife crime. They're not exactly. triggered. They become brandished. <laughs> they become brandished yeah. <laughs> Punching out the own wind. That, that sounds like you're, you're, well, it was uh, definitely the case. In, um, it was definitely the case in Essex. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, speaking of which, like mm-hmm. uh, apparently like this week, uh, this duo on a on a scooter that were stealing phones out of people's hands in London were caught with like <laughs> hundreds of phones on the scooter or something. Wow! Or maybe it was like they had like sixty something phones with them, but like they got charged with another couple hundred cases that they were able to track to them as well. That sounds <laughs> but it's like, like a this one scooter with two dudes on it was responsible oh for. I will. I will say my my favorite motorcycle news out of the uk was when the police finally got really fed up of all the scooter crime and they just started like um they all they just started hitting scooters that were running from the police (laughs) yeah that was they basically came up with a pit maneuver for motorcycles and they just said like look i know you all think that if you're just riding away without a helmet that like we can't chase you and we can't stop you we will. Yeah. Here's the dash cam footage. Guess what? We lied. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, like, I know in the U.S. at least, when you see somebody in black on a Harley, it could just be a fucking dentist going to get his oil changed, right? His Harley. But you think, oh, shit, look at that biker. But in the U.K., 100% of the, the fucking shafts and all that shit are on scooters like the acid throwing knife wielding bike stealing 
you know, fucking hooligans are on scooters. I kind of love it in a way. Oh, yeah. I, oh, it's know? a step in the right direction. It's exactly. like uh, like that day we were riding around in Castle Rock and I was flipping everybody off when we were all on, mm. on the Vespas. You know, rather like, than... We need to dirty up the scooter image a yeah. little bit. You know, rather yeah. than the mythical get-back whip, I feel like if bikers here in the U.S. just started taking a, a, a page out of the Brits books and just had jars of acid yeah they would get away with so much because no cop here would ever believe that a motorcyclist threw a jar of acid at you <laughs> right. yeah you know the uh, in the prisons gassing is a big thing where you shit and piss in a little cup and then when the cops come when they come to your cell you throw it in their face i mean what's worse than a cup full of especially junky turdsmans super dehydrated and aged poo poo and pee in the, I mean, uh, well, it's I think like I think in that scenario, the prisoner has nothing to lose. Okay, and uh, we you're throwing making, DNA look, at the at the cops. So. Yeah, that's true. The, the conversation is devolved. Oh, it is. Wait, wait. I need to challenge Junkie with one now. I've got one for you. Okay. What you think the cops are in, in Goshen, Indiana, are going to pull out their DNA kits that they don't have <laughs> and check my DNA against the listen, system? Listen, I'm too I, old to have. I don't even have DNA. <laughs> All right, Junkie. I need you to defend the the uh, Harley Davidson. It, they're usually for sportsters, but they exist for all sorts of other models. Aftermarket suicide shift kit. Hmm. Well, duh. Why wouldn't you have that? How the hell else are you going to hold your Starbucks? And pulling the clutch lever, unless you've got six extra fingers on your hand, which some people in New Jersey might have because Three Mile Island. However, in the U.S., most people don't. However, if you do have a, if anybody that drives a stick shift like me knows that it's super easy to hold something in your hand and just use like an extraneous part of your body to shift the actual vehicle. So on a heart, on a bike, like your foot, well, or your hand. With a coffee, with a uh, caramel macchiato latte, half calf skinny. If you're drip. using your elbow, is this like, is this the way that you, is this the way? Well, because this is this is how you can hold a phone and operate a motorcycle at the same time. Yeah, hell yeah! You've seen Instagram, you know it works. Ha, no, so, no, I, no. Well, no. If you if you've got the foot clutch. Oh, yeah. I see what you're now saying. Now you don't need oh. your fingers to operate the shifter. So now you've got your you've got a hand free if you use your elbow. Listen, I was just at the Biltwell show and I don't know how many fucking geniuses I saw on their Dinas, Sporties, all sorts of all manner oh, okay. of vehicles. Cuz cuz normally the aftermarket kit still has like a finger grip clutch on it. Okay. You have to like pull the clutch okay. and then move the oh, whole lever. No, no. I, I okay, I'll go with clutch. you. I'll go with you on that step if where we if you include the foot, the foot clutch. Okay. No, no, no. no. All right, it's you you're listen. right. It's easier to Instagram yourself if you yeah. have the foot clutch. Sure. Or hold your okay. <laughs> right. I I'm. All I mean, for you it. could and, also and, have true cruise control. That might do it too. But okay. <laughs> and here's a note for motorcyclists that don't want to do the suicide clutch kit. Maybe you have a Japanese bike and you're going to get made fun of by the Harley guys for it. Uh, here's a here's a tip for anybody out there on any motorcycle except for a Honda Matic or fucking DCT bike. You can shift gears without actually pushing the clutch in. You just here's what you do: you take your left foot and you push down on that gear shift, or click up on the gear shift 
lever and it will shift gears with or without the clutch sometimes if you're in the right rev range. So, the, but yeah, but, I was going to say, the, usually you have to like over rev it for the gear. And then yeah, as the needle drops, you press up or down on the shifter. If you're shifting down, you got to rev it up a little bit. If you're shifting up, you can do it almost at any time. I speed shift all the time. Uh, well, eventually you're gonna you're gonna ruin your shift star. Oh, but yeah, I don't do it to my bike. And the de- I do it to or other the detent bike. arm, one of the two. But yeah, yeah, the Paul, the all that, all that, all the little mechanisms. Fuck that! I don't do it on my bikes. I do it on my friends' bikes. But if you ever get a '90 sport bike and second gear is gone, it's because people were doing what junkies talking. About. <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> uh, and actually, if you watched if you watched the Moto America racing at. M- I think it was New Jersey Motorsports Park about two years ago, three years ago. One of the guys crashed in the shift lever or some shit broke off. Maybe it was something down there on the in the shift area. He had to reach down and shift it by hand. He kept fucking raising this hero, this fucking modern day hero. I don't know his name. Dude, had he had a suicide shifter on that, he wouldn't have had to reach down with that hand and put himself in a compromised position. He would have been able to shift from a tucked position. So I think suicide shifters not only make sense, but they should be mandatory. Hey, Canada's gone mandatory abs on all their bikes it's only a matter of time before they go mandatory suicide shift on all their bikes so that you don't have to really you know i heard the 2024 r6 is gonna have (laughs) suicide suicide yeah it's called redundancy uh failure redundancy basically so you every you know just like just like swigs was talking earlier about hydrogen fuel tanks there's all sorts of redundancy built into those suicide shifters is just redundancy built in you've seen you've seen world rally championship right you guys watch ken block or what we did watch ken block rest in peace yeah rest in peace there's um there's paddle shifters and if that shit goes out if the electronics goes fucking sideways on that shit you have a backup with a manual shifter so there you go i think suicide shifting should be the redundancy failure for every um nor quote normie shifter out there and then the guys who just only have suicide shifters fucking balls to the wall already already on board with how the fucking world really works birds are fake yeah, you know, I can't tell you that that was perfect, but it's the best defense I can mount. For I, what I was really going to say is that it's the only like maybe if you were trying to do some sort of like World War Two like movie motorcycle, you know, and you just but you needed it to be reliable and not actually trash yeah. something or not re- rely on a chi- on a Chinese model that looks like an old World World War Two bike, you would just attach the uh, the shifter. And uh, just to make it look good for the movie, like yeah. it's it's sort of like a like maybe you would have it just for the retro look, yeah, but not actually use it was what I was yeah. thinking, but just never take a shot that includes the crankcase, right? And you're good. Exactly. And you're good. <laughs> I've got I got two things to add to that. You never see post nineties movies where a fucking guy like you would see this all the time in nineties movies. This is the kind of ninety movies that I used to watch, where somebody would walk by a car in a fucking street brawl situation rip the fucking antenna off the car and beat somebody to you know whip somebody black and blue with it right because cars don't come with antennas anymore this you could use the suicide shifter if they became mandatory just rip that motherfucker off there and beat somebody with it and and then uh secondarily i don't even know what my second point was again this is another uh alternative to the get back whip 
is is the unscrewable suicide shift. Yeah, detach. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Quick release. Go. Yeah. And Quick release suicide <laughs> shift becomes, your, is it becomes it be- baton, a self-defense yes, weapon. Yes, I was just going to say, it becomes baton. The police training it is called tonfa. It's a very, very much a thing. Um, so I guess I have to come at one of you now, and I think since people You have to do swigs. Go yeah, we got to keep it in a circle. Swigs, I'd like you to defend horsepower. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I regret giving you guys that fucking information, by the way. Swigs, I would like you to defend. I've been looking at this recently, and I noticed a, de- a, a decline in it, a fucking woeful decline. And B, uh, I really am looking for a comeback, just like uh, bell bottoms and uh, 70s paint jobs on Harley Davidson's. I want you to defend what where where the fuck did extended swing arms go and why aren't they coming back like the uh, decklid spoilers you know during the Fast and the Furious era they were on every fucking car out there and they're making a slow comeback are extended swing arms making a comeback please defend those and tell me where they went and are they coming back okay so they they absolutely should come back uh, the problem here is uh, everyone. Uh, got their fucking panties in a twist at the end of the Speed Wars. Mm. And nobody has the balls to just release a totally unrestricted sport bike that you can properly drag race. Mm -hmm. And now we're in this bullshit pussy ass era of (laughs) parallel twins. Yeah, what the fuck's up with that? And nobody's got the torque or the horsepower for it anymore and i think it's kind of pathetic no we uh you know give me a 1600 cc inline for 13 to 1 compression turbocharge like why did the speed wars end i it's it's, as far as the drag strip goes actually it's alive and well because a sure? lot of these zero SRFs are just destroying shit. Now they're but they're it, you can't run in a class that way. Do the zeros make extended swing arms? I'm saying they should. Actually, yeah. yeah. Electric electric could shit. really make a lot of use out of this. The last yeah. electric well, bike I saw with the uh, extended swing arm was Kill a Cycle, a purpose built drag bike. I have I I think. I think we need it. the 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 wheelbase is way too short on these bikes that you can jailbreak and make the torque fucking zero to nine thousand in one millisecond right i think we need extended swing. the only extended swing arm i've seen is on hill climb vehicles and i really think swigs i want you to tell me why what's going on uh, actually guys there is a motorcycle on the market right now that has an extended swing arm Oh yeah, it's the the Buell, mm-hmm. uh, the Buell like hill oh, climber dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the eleven ninety HC or hill climb. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. H- oh, the HCR. Uh, is that what it is? Sounds right. I think it's the HCR. Yeah, that <laughs> just yeah. has the. Uh, it was uh, what was it before they um? What was the motor? It's the Rotax. It's yeah, the it's eleven. Like a, it's like, a, it's like an eleven twenty five like or eleven ninety or something. It's like the eleven. I think eleven ninety. That sounds yeah. right. Like the eleven nine. Yeah, the the Rotax motor just, just in a dirt bike. They also yeah. came out with that like eleven thousand horsepower fucking dirt bike last year. That that's what we're talking about. It. That that comes well, with well, Nixon's the actual on. like they call it the Baja though. It's the one it's not the hill climber. It's like the Baja edition that has like a fucking hundred and seventy horsepower 
oh, should okay. come mandatory with the extended swing arm and a battle fire. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you like no. doing backflips on motorcycles from flat ground. So what you're, so if I, so uh, to help you out a bit here, Swigs, in defending extended swing arms, we should have like the, the uh, uh, like, you know, cause there's like, like five different uh, Kawasaki H2s, right? Why none of them got an extended swing arm? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's Why really isn't there a, a special edition? Why isn't just there an for H- the Jag strip with an extended swing arm? There should be like an H2RE, right? With a long ass, uh, a, a very, a very tall geared transmission and the extended swing arm, right? And there should be like a Ducati V4 extended and Ooh, all that. Shit. Yeah. Well, also, there's. A, I, I feel like this is a little bit of an. Um, this is also, and all a, you got to do is extend some cables and just make a different swing arm, and you've got a whole new model. I know, but here's you know the, the problem, and this I mean, is, this is like, right out of Harley's plate. I mean, this this is the obvious thing to do, and we should do it. The problem is that break we 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 uh, we skipped a few generations culture wise, and we reverted oh. back. And now the uh, the street racing days, you know, the biker boys type culture is mm. gone. And instead of creating something new, we've gone back Ooh, to yeah, yeah. Bonneville. And yeah. so with, with Bonneville, you know, you've got your you've got your um, your your streamliners. You, well, no, you've got your. um. You you do a mile in each direction, but you get a running start at it. Uh, so you don't need yeah. an extended swing arm. Yeah, you know, street racing, you need the extended swing arm. You need aerodynamics, which translates into fuel economy, which translates into the, all the fucking hippie shit going on. I, I say we add parachutes while we're at it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I mean, every fucking Honda 125 has got nowadays has abs on the front wheel only because people were fucking end over you know doing stoppies and fucking flipping them however on the rear wheel we should put extended swing arms so they can't fucking hooli that shit all over the place and make instagram accounts just for wheeling your grom through a fucking vons parking lot you know what i'm saying like extended swing arms should this be part of, of like a, should this be part of a permit license instead yeah. of having to restrict your motorcycle you Get have to have an arm. extended swing yeah. arm you can't wheelie a bike with an extended <laughs> swing arm unless the yeah. unless you're willing. We're going to gonna take away your ability to wheelie, but we're going to help you get more power to the ground on start. <laughs> this doesn't really add up. You're going off the rails now. I I was with you in like let's just start at like doing factory option special editions, but I can't really mm. go. No, Listen, well, I, I already I thought see... I had one. I'm just I'm just I, playing around I, now. I'm just seeing what I can get away with. Let, let's yeah. keep it moving, Swigs. Do you, do you have another one for me? Uh, I do not. Okay. Well, we can we can still keep it going. If I if I got one for um for Junkie, um, so okay, um, I I don't know what they're called, but. Uh, uh, in the early 2000s, this was uh, it was in the 70s, but it was something that like came back in chopper and bobber styling in the early 2000s. You know, those handlebars where uh, it's like a riser that comes straight up, like fairly tall, but the handlebars are only like 
four or five inches long on either side. Like it's almost like you like when you when you hold your handlebars, you're doing like a knuckle tats show off. Mm, yeah, what yeah, are those yeah, handlebars yeah. called? Like the high rise, they're they're basically the riser kits on those are super high, but the handlebars are super right. close together. It's, it's like, like ape hangers, except instead yeah. of your arms being as far apart as possible, yeah. they're as close together as possible. Yeah, called, they they, they almost look them. like the bikes you would have on like um, a velodrome mm. style bike. Mm. Yeah, they I, they call them T bars here in SoCal, or like you know, like all the Dyna Bros run quote T bars, and they have club style. Yeah or club style, which is like super close together. The reason they did that is because in the back in the day, the Hells Angels had their handlebars super close together so they could split lanes. And then they also never used to tighten the fucking um, handlebar clamp because ape hangers were illegal because so many clubs had them that your, your handlebars, it was like some law that your handlebars couldn't be above your shoulders. So the Hells Angels would never... Uh, tighten their ha- uh, handlebar clamps so that if they came by a cop, they could pull their handlebars down basically to in their laps like a beach cruiser. But uh, but I've had bikes together. I could do that with. It wasn't intentional. Though. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think those are called T bars. Is what you're what you're. Talking oh about. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's what you got to defend. Me? Yes. Oh God! Why would I not defend T bars? Because how the fuck else are you going to split lanes, especially on your on your post Dyna soft tail other than having, you know, here's my biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing. Here's why T bars should be even on, on fucking the H2 and extended swing arms. But I'm saying, you know, we, we can, agree oh, on the H2. Swing arms. yeah, we can, we can, okay, agree on okay. extended swing arms. All right. but the, All right. but the T bars also partially because you don't want beginning riders to have too much leverage. The wider your the the wider the bars, the better the leverage, the better you can manipulate the bike. Even the better the steering damping is because of the inertial moment. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, it's precisely backwards. I think you have no, 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 less no. control well, with you narrower handles. You do, so you have to go slower to maintain that control. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, okay. okay. Not only that, um, but. F- for California, Arizona, Utah, fucking wherever, wherever the fuck they're considering lane splitting, bar and mirrors, all you fucking assholes that look at bike XF and cafe racers of Instagram, and you got your bar and mirrors, and you think you're so hot shit. Try fucking splitting lanes downtown, uh, or on the nearest of fucking freeways with bar end mirrors the only way to and i hate that factory that companies do it factory oh hey this is our cafe racer it's got bar end mirrors bar end mirrors are the biggest waste of time t-bars with fucking one rear view mirror coming up from the from the fucking steering stem a rear view mirror like a fucking car or like f1 has um really high up that's how you want to go because then you can lane split fucking two two diesels that are you know drafting each other and there's only you know, 26 inches of space in between the two trailers and 18 wheels of death for you. However, since you got your T-bars, boom, not only is it harder to turn, you don't need to turn. You just need to go straight. So you need to maintain that speed. You need to maintain that uh, stability. You don't need to be turning all left and right when you're first starting out, but but you do need to learn to navigate traffic safely. And, and with more states considering lane splitting, T-bars is the only, only way to go. Go slow. Go, in between, go, go, go slow. Go straight, and go in between cars. That's all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure the the, the modern uh, uh, Revo like 
motor these days is at least two feet wide. I don't know if you need your handlebars to be like narrower than your unit construction motor. I will you say do. when I do. when I talk about lane splitting with car drivers, because they're universally like, oh my god, that's the like, they're universally like that's like, like the, that would be the downfall of society if we started letting that happen. Yeah, fuck yeah. What they always talk about is well, one of them's going to fucking scratch up the side of my car with their handlebars Listen. or they're going to take out my mirror. So weirdly, Junkie's got a little thing here. Yeah. If if you narrowed the handlebars, yeah. drivers would like uh, for no real reason in reality feel a tiny bit better about it because yeah. they just see the handlebars going by. They don't really yeah. take into account the the actual width of the bike. Listen, they just see the sort yeah. of outline, which is the person's arms, and yeah, ride drivers would be slightly, slightly less wary of it for and no good reason. What if we just had ape hangers that were above? No, the no, 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 because that's the thing with the ape hangers. Your elbows have to stick out at a certain angle, and you're never. And here in SoCal, I'm sure it's the same in every state. There's some lifted ass trucks when you're driving by most yeah. trucks. Your bars go below the mirror. Well, here they're lifted those, ass Jeeps, but yeah. Those lifted trucks and Jeeps have those extended fucking tow mirrors, and you're always going to have to do the little fucking dingle dangle swerve to get around them with your ape hangers. You get T bars, you just go Mach 5 through all traffic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought you said I, slower and narrower. Well, <laughs> you know. There you go. It depends right. on the it depends on All the right. conditions. So junkie, you gotta you gotta give Swigs one. And if you don't have one, I've got one you can give to him. Swigs. I really don't have one, but I, I want to give you one, but I'm gonna let Pete be my proxy for this one. Okay. So there's a number of companies Wait, now. You got you gotta talk like me though. <laughs> there's a number of companies now that make uh, gun safes you can attach to your motorcycle that are 50, sa 50 states legal. Uh-huh. I want you to defend Wait. carrying a firearm on your motorcycle. Hold, hold on. So you're telling me that there's fucking gun safes that are more legal than fucking emissions in some states? Absolutely. Like there oh are companies, God. especially for uh, big cruisers, especially Harley-Davidson's, they make floorboards that are like extra thick and they open up on the sides and they, and you can put handguns in them and, and Holy they lock shit. up and a lot of them are, are 50 States legal. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can think of very, some very obvious reasons why you'd want this, especially for handgun safes is uh, if, okay. Picture this, you live up in Alaska, you want to go fishing and you want to take your bike. You love motorcycles and fishing, right? Ice Sorry. fishing in Alaska on a, but, motorcycle. on a motorcycle. No, no, it doesn't okay. have, no, it can be in the summer. You just go you're just going down to the river. But it's in the spring and there are bears around. And you want to go well, fishing. Fat, you don't need you man. don't need to carry a hunting rifle, but what you do want to have is a 357 snub nose. <laughs> In case a bear decides that it's hungry enough that it wants right. you for lunch. Hang on, hang on. First off, I think in Alaska it's mandatory carry. And <laughs> I don't think you're. Well, thank anyone. you for making my point for me. 
No, you gotta hide it on your bike. No, you just have to have it strapped to your handbars, handlebars. Well, yeah. no, because there's a problem. Because if you just carry, if you conceal or open, if you conceal or open carry on your bike, if you have an accident, now it's an accident where there's a loose firearm involved. That's every accident, in and Alaska. that's that's not safe. If you're gonna be a responsible owner. You want to have the firearm still locked up in the event of an accident. <laughs> or if you just want to go into a place where people aren't cool with firearms, it's good to have secured. So that grade. is the reasoning that these manufacturers give is they say, oh, there's plenty Look, of you times. You can't take a gun. You can't. So wait. It doesn't matter so, if you have a concealed carry license. You can't so take wait. a gun into Disneyland. What you're saying right. is you're driving, you're driving from Arizona to California, period. <laughs> There's that as well. <laughs> okay. Well, well, no, no, no. So, so this is an interesting thing to bring up. So plenty of people, you know, in Colorado here, you know, you can, can just conceal carry. You don't even need mm -hmm. a permit for it. You can just conceal carry. Sick. And so a lot of people just do as a matter of business, right? Just standard practice. They're always carrying. and. It was weird because before that it was open carry. So people would just, you knew who was holding a gun because everyone would just open carry. Yeah. And it, it, it was, it was great. Cause you're like, Oh, that person's the dickhead. Great. And just don't talk to them. But now you just don't know who's carrying. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my problem with, with um, open carry was it fundamentally changes the nature of every conversation you're having. That's why it wasn't cool. But anyway, the the thing with with the 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 gun safe on your bike is okay you know your bike kind of like your car is a little bit of an extension of your home if it's locked up right okay. if it's just right. a leather bag and anyone can get to it then it's not considered the same way it's it's almost i, I I don't know if legally, like if you have something sitting on your bike, it's not even like vehicle theft, right? Or like breaking and entering into a vehicle, like as a crime to steal something that's like if your helmet's sitting it's on definitely your, gray area at least. Like if your helmet is just sitting on your bike, like it's technically not like breaking into a vehicle, like and whatever other charges that would be in most states. But if it's it's if it's, if it's behind, locked in the helmet box, though, yeah, then it becomes a bigger crime, right? And, but but again, a firearm's even more different, right? So yeah. so the idea of this locking gun safe is like, okay, you have just decided there's just a certain number of people that are going to be carrying guns anyway. Mm -hmm. So the idea is okay, we're you know, I carry a gun with me everywhere I go and I ride my motorcycle and oh shit, I've got to go see little Timmy at the children's hospital. Turns out guns lot, aren't right. cool there, right? Or you have so, to go into the DMV so, or into any federal building. Exactly. So rather than leave it on the bike unsafe gotcha. or take it in somewhere that's not cool. Or if you really just have to carry to everywhere, now you can leave it. Like, cause you know, if you're, if you're a state, if gotcha. you're, a, if you're a state patrol officer, um, if you go into a federal building, you still have to leave your gun oh, yeah. in your police car. Yeah. 
Right. So, so California, well, the courtrooms too, they have to lock as soon as the bailiff comes in, they have to remove their firearm and put it in like this lockbox. So yeah, there's there's plenty of places where that's not allowed, even for an officer, right? Yeah. Now, again, I'm the one that suggested this, so I'm gonna blow it all apart. It's absolute yeah. horseshit because yeah, how so 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 bikers buy into this a lot because they're like, Oh yeah, man, because you're enemies. You've always everywhere. got to carry a gun, you know. But then but they'll say, like, well, what if you're like a biker chick and you've got a stalker or something yeah. right well this is a really low percentage like case right I, I well well i can imagine if you're a woman biker and you have a stalker who is an, a male biker who you met at a biker bar and you're both still going to that biker bar then Okay, maybe there's a case here. Maybe I think <laughs> lifestyle choices, lifestyle choices can alleviate ninety nine point nine percent of cases where yeah. you need this this safe on your bike. But unless you're fit, unless you're fly fishing in Alaska, in which case my, the bears yeah. are ever present. And so you're listen, gonna, so, so you're going to so want to have that that gun safe on your yeah. bike. So listen, you're at your local watering hole, fucking devil's hideout. Let's call it. You notice someone? Oh no 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 the, no! The bar is Papa Wheelies. Papa Wheelies, uh, right next door to the Slip In. You notice that there is a fucking <laughs> somebody stealing your bike. However, your gun's on the fucking bike because you locked it in the bike safe. This makes zero sense. No, this is where you need to have. Um, okay, no, this is where we have to combine. No, no, when you see the no, rival this is where gang we have to coming combine in, in, you the, slip out the back door and pull your gun off your bike. This is where you have yeah. to. This is no, no. This is where we have to pull in. Um, Oh shit! What what's the what's the company? Is it Dynacorp in a uh, RoboCop? That sounds right. You need I to have a RoboCop like style holster that the gun. Okay, so, so okay, this is genius. So the gun, the gun sits in the airbox, gotcha. and the gun is actually pointed up towards your gooch. <laughs> Sick! I hope it goes but off. <laughs> it's got. <laughs> It's got a remote control, so it doubles as a security device. <laughs> so that if somebody tries to steal your bike, if somebody tries, if if your bike detects that somebody has hot wired your bike or that your, you know, your phone's so far away, and it gives you a prompt. Swiggy, gun, I fucking hot safe, wire my bike half the time because I'm safe. so fucked up and drunk that I have to fucking <laughs> hot wire because I dropped the keys in the fucking toilet at the bar i mean this is gonna need a prompt on your phone but i'm shooting my own fucking penis off this 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 gun safe can actually fire your gun for you into the gooch of the person just what i need my gooch my own gooch my own gooch oh i'm not saying it's without risk why don't you make a fucking sample of that and just make a techno song of me screaming my own gooch over and over and over because that's what's going to happen to me okay so (laughs) <laughs> Swigs, do you have one last one for me to finish this game, or should we just end it already? Uh I'll, I'll give you a classic one here. Okay. Um, I want you to defend leaded gasoline. <laughs> Let it. Well, okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I. I. Oh, hold on. Let me crack my knuckles here. All right. Uh, let me. All right. Let me. Um. Wait, Swiggy, I thought you were going to go with TFT displays. I thought we talked about this before the show. <laughs> All right, leaded gasoline. So, 
leaded gasoline was really only a problem because of birth defects and but but like but mechanically it's a perfectly sound idea right yes. it's just the knock-on health yes. effects right and it's really not like oh if you just like touch lead your like brain's gonna rot it's, this is exactly it's the, the constant repeated exposure that was the problem this right? is the same speech that Oppenheimer gave when he's like, listen, the only problem with this atom bomb is that it kills people. Listen, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so the issue with leaded gasoline is the repeated exposure and it being sort of omnipresent in the paint and the gasoline and whatever, right? If you can make it limited exposure for off-highway vehicles, mm. we can carry less oil reduce weight and increase the performance of high-end dirt bikes no oh, you can't okay. uh, so if we have a special fuel container for off-road vehicles right like you know how it's like all hydrogen? gas cans like like 11 years ago became absolute garbage and they started spilling shit everywhere and it was like gas mm. cans weren't broken what if we put a crack team of nasa scientists on the case of making a gas can that actually is spill proof and when you go to a dirt bike track you can still buy leaded gasoline from a pump there but Everything really is spill proof and it's just for off highway vehicles. So you're not constantly touching it. It's not constantly in the vapors all around the place and everything. It's limited exposure. We could be running less oil because of the lubrication we're getting from the lead in the gasoline. You don't not get have lubrication to do from lead. You are you don't get any lubrication from lead. You get anti knock properties from lead. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> well this uh, is but, true but still but, but no no hold on oh, hold on this, oh, this is actually good this is this is good this we is can run lower octane fuel well no the the fuel would be higher octane so well yeah because the lead yeah. is an octane enhanced right an octane yeah. booster so we could have cheaper fuel yeah we could, well, i guess if you made it if you made it specific because like lead contamination is not great <laughs> oh, okay. but, but says you says you <laughs> but like the real problem is like I love my third hand the real problem is like cars running leaded gasoline idling in city centers is really the problem but how dope of a baja bike could you build running tetraethyl mm-hmm just and it's just out in the desert where there's just nothing but sand right oh yeah off okay. highway use i think there's an argument that it's not such it's not so bad yeah not great <laughs> you know and, and like, you're, you know you're not gonna cause like you know retarded salmon babies right like the, like the <laughs> wildlife doesn't give a shit it's a it's... great fucking name for a band, by the way. <laughs> <Retarded> <laughs> <Sam> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> They're opening up for Zebra Cock this weekend. It's a basement <laughs> show. Um, so the 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 <laughs> this is a real band I was in once. So the the um 
yeah so so my thing for 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 this off highway is that yeah we could have like a more potent fuel for like supercross bikes or something maybe not supercross because that's like an indoor like sport but like just at the track i don't see a big problem with it i I think baja is probably like the primary example you're right baja is the primary example like let's just run the most hardcore fuel we can what is the what is the what do top fuel dragsters run on What's the fastest fucking gas that you can get? Don't they run not... like, isn't it methanol? Yeah, nitro methanol. methanol. Yeah. Ethanol. We need more fucking corn in our gas. We don't need more fucking lead. Lead is an anti-knock. No, it's we not need more ethan- fucking corn. Isn't it nitro methanol? Nitro methane. We need cow farts and co- we need everything that the farmers were trying to give us for the past 300 years in our fucking gas tank in order to go. Lead does nothing. Lead does not. It'll turn your deserts black, is what it'll do. Your fucking off-road. Uh, then why did we use it for so long? Because it was an anti-knock agent, and engines back in the day before they had balancers and all that shit would fucking vibrate your teeth out. You ever see pictures of somebody when smiling? every motor was sandcast with very yeah very bad tolerances? Yeah, uh, having a really good anti-knock agent in your gas but knock is pre-ignition this is nothing to do with balancing no no not well listen you ever see pictures of drivers smiling from the 1920s no because they had no fucking teeth because they got rattled out in these literally it was like riding a harley no, davidson no, no, no. but in a lead, car lead allows you to um it's an aki so 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 the, no, it was because octane rating no, is it was simply because... your resistance to combustion right no so the um the introduction of lead coincided with a massive increase in fuel efficiency right well because, because you could run to... a higher compression yes. motor because it was more resistant to combustion it's a yeah. higher performance fuel because you can run a higher performance engine yeah. like a supercross bike mm-hmm. right so yeah. so and, yeah. and it was cheap and yeah, like, are there are, are there other things that are an octane booster now, like fucking ethanol? Yes. <laughs> yes, but... there absolutely are. They're made enough. <laughs> yeah. But we'll but, stick with lead. But 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 you lose like three percent of your exactly. energy density when yeah. you mix ten percent ethanol into your gasoline. So okay, why not let I, us I, run I, our two fifties uh, and four fifties with listen. lead and get that extra three percent? Do you power? want us to carry an extra six ounces per gas tank? Like, listen, is that really you, what you want us to I'm do? I'm trying here's to send I, it, junkie. Like, here's what I want you to do: you can gain three points on your fucking engine performance. But that's going to be minus seven points on your fucking IQ. So this is like a D&D. This is making a D&D character. Yeah. You can't and I'm have a fucking... okay? Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have maximum strength and minimum intelligence, which I guess is barbarian class. Okay. So also this, right? The best like, class. So... <laughs> <laughs> I thought Berserker was the best class, but I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll was pretty that. sure that, that lead div- did give you some lubrication also. Because because no. this is why also no. they had to um, change all add, the add valves lead to every two stroke. <laughs> well, no, no, because remember, like there was all those problems. Like so, it so okay. So for example, uh, our father used to have a nineteen sixty one Ford Thunderbird that was originally run on leaded gasoline, and when and I remember when we were kids, we used to go to the pump that still had leaded gas to fill it up. 
mm-hmm. as at the marathon station. And probably because it would rattle the fucking pieces if it didn't have that lead. No, it. it was because if you ran unleaded gas, you'd burn the valves. So when right. he had it finally changed over, he had all the valves changed so he hmm. could run leaded gas. Unleaded. Uh, unleaded gas. Sorry. <laughs> so you could finally run unleaded on it because it was becoming a real pain in the ass. Like, yeah. I've converted my motor to run leaded. And gas. the explanation I always heard was that the lead provided some lubrication and Mm-mm. some sort of effect on the valves that the valve seats would last longer because yeah, of the lead. Yeah, because they were always like fucking exploding from detonation because the lead was an AKI. Without the lead, it was fucking detonating and knocking all over the place. I, I, I think, I think, I think, I think unleaded gas in a leaded engine like burns. This was also a problem with the Harley Davidsons after the uh, the AMC years, is they didn't change the valves and they were running unleaded gas in the essentially the 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 amc engines with like the bullshit valves and it wasn't until like the evo motors at the very end that that shit got sorted out i thought that yeah. was a thing too. i could be wrong on this there's a I lot think... of stuff that lead did lead ruined cat cats and when you when we went to cats uh to make turn fucking knocks into water lead ruined those because if you look at a cat the reason that they get chopped off of cars so often is because they have such fucking crazy um uh minerals and shit not minerals but like uh elements in them right they're like nickel or cadmium there's some other shit in them i I can't even remember what's in a cat but lead ruins that a also, without lead, if you run unleaded gas in a leaded car, yeah, you're going to get knocked. Your, your valves, everything, your pistons are going to get fucked up. Your valves are going to get fucked up because of all the, the detonation is going to run rough, literally because there's no anti-knock agent in it. And then, A, you're going to be stupider because gas, <laughs> leaded gas proved to make people like six to seven IQ points. And I know IQ is not the best judgment of intelligence, but IQ points it really did affect like uh like 6 to 7 points off the average person um it caused ex- prolonged exposure caused right, birth prolonged effects. exposure but not like one vehicle in your life that you use like 12 times well, a year maybe maybe you get a new car every 5 years but i've had the same car for fucking 8 centuries and i'll tell you what like we're I not talking be... about cars though we're talking about your high performance like 250 like like you know motocross bike why aren't you riding that shit all the time aren't you an enthusiast you can't okay i'm saying hey wait a minute wait a minute on your high performance 250 motocross bike personally how many times how many how how many times have you spilled gas on yourself from that thing oh tons of times that's yeah you'd be retarded by the end of the week come on man do you not remember how i started this saying let's put a crack team of net i said we could kill two birds with one stone remember they changed retarded they changed retarded i can see that you used leaded gas you've forgotten the point of this game (laughs) we're supposed to defend the undefensible oh yeah that's right whoops (laughs) holy shit leaded why don't we have leaded gas anymore I said, just to recap, because clearly you've lost the plot here. I'm a defense attorney, that's why. I said, remember how, like, you know, 20 years ago, there was nothing wrong with gas cans. People could use them without spilling gas everywhere. 
I said, what if first we got a crack team of NASA scientists to put gas cans back to the way that they were? So we didn't spill gas everywhere. Second, what if just at off-road riding areas for high-compression dirt bikes, we could make available leaded gasoline because it's not prolonged repeated exposure for people. Yeah. And it's slightly higher performance. You know what? I think that high perf- that high compression is going to cost some knocking. We need some lead in that gas. Exactly. Energy. And think about it. If instead, because you know, ethanol is yes is idea. an anti ethanol is an, it does does raise the oct is an octane booster, but yeah. I don't think it's as good an octane booster as lead is. I don't know. And I don't. You think- drink. You drink a bunch of. Um, lead and I'll drink some fucking canola oil and we'll see who's <laughs> better at the end of the week. How's that? And we'll decide, we'll argue this again after that. But again, like it's, if it's just for the, if you can only get it at the track and, you know, let's say you can't even put it into your own bike. Let's say mm. like, you know, some guy in a hazmat mm. suit has to put it into Holy the bike shit. for you. Yeah. That's so, going to be costly. Yeah. Well, sure. But if you're, if you're like looking to like, if you're like, you know, training for like a motocross race and you want the hardcore shit in your bike, why not? Yeah. Swigs, as the states, you're, we need a moderator here. And it, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm arguing for the state. Pete is the fucking Yellow Pages dirtbag defense attorney. I need you to moderate here and decide, mediate a little bit and tell us who who has the... Uh, who has the uh, the upper hand in this case? In this MCLU no, case? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. We don't need to look. I know you don't like swigs. I know you don't. We're like in an opinions. hour and forty five minutes. We've got two more games to play. All right, All right? you, you win. asked me. You win. You fucking asked you me. Fucking win to defend leaded gasoline. I did not. I did not. <laughs> swigs did. Now I regret it. Okay, Swigs did. I think I did as good a job as anybody possibly could. Plus, I want to add in there that part of my defense of leaded gasoline was improving the gas cans that we get these days. And everyone's got to be on board with that, right? No, the problem is they wouldn't have to be improved if we just kept using the shitty gas that's available now. Do you enjoy spilling gas everywhere? I don't. I, I keep don't, an eye out. I don't for, use leaded gasoline, and I'm not retarded oh, dude, if for you it. Have like a the free only reason, 2008 gas can. It goes for like eighty dollars on eBay. No, I scour for <laughs> yard sales because no. every time I see one, like somebody died, and yeah. I might be able to get an old school gas can. Yeah, yeah. So just for the fact that we could get old school gas cans, are you talking about the metal ones that could handle fucking lead? The ones with the just a regular like snake spout, like the ones that don't have the bullshit anti spill um, that spills more. Yeah, (laughs) the anti spill gas can is the worst fucking. Okay, anyway, hey, we need to move on to another game. Fuck, fuck off. All right, so, (laughs) Um, Pete. So we have. I love you. Yeah, I love you. I'm gonna go over here in the corner and meditate for a minute. Tell me when the next game's <laughs> okay. ready. All right. So which? So I have a new game, or we we can save that for last, or we can play um, uh, made up motorcycle. What do we want to do? 
Uh, so I totally didn't come up with a category, but I feel like I could do it pretty quickly. Well, you know, I'm going to say we don't even need categories. There's three of us, and we got two games to play, so we can just throw a name at each other. Um, but or you know what would be fun? If we came up with a category right now, and we just all used that category. That could work out well. Okay. Do you have a category? Anyone? All right, I'm back. <laughs> do you have a made-up motorcycle category, Junkie? I do. It's urban off-road vehicles. Uh, okay. Vehicles for the urban off-road, you know, like staircases. No, I, I think and... you're forgetting how this works. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally did. I need a refresher real quick. These are names of things which are not motorcycles. We're going to oh, take yeah. the names and turn them into motorcycles. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, oh, I was dreaming of this the other day. Okay. Partially because of the, 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 uh, did you guys see the new, yeah, this is amazing. The new, um, uh, Segway fucking side by side is called the Fugelman. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, this is like the best made-up motorcycle name I've ever heard of. The Bergman, the Fugelman, and now we just need one more. And I thought of this. What about the Silverman? Oh. Um, Silverman. Wait, wait, but what's the category here? Bikes comedians would ride. No, no. Sarah <laughs> Silverman. No, it was, that oh, would... okay. Comedian last names? That's, that's yeah. something. Yeah. Because who, who's going to ride the Galifianakis around town? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I like it. I don't know if I love it, but. <laughs> Comedian last names as a bike category. We have to do this. I mean, I'll accept the challenge. All right. I, I think we should just do like um, sketchy cocktails or something. Cocktails <laughs> is a good one, Swigs. That is a good one. Or okay. just, uh, like just wine coolers or mixers. Yeah, just yeah, uh, uh, alcoholic drinks. Yeah, stick to cocktails as much right. as you can, but I'll I'll, I'll go with wine cooler. Names All right, I'm going to give you a great one. The problem with that is that every scooter is already named after co- cocktail. We got the Metropolitan, the Vino. There's Ruckus. probably a Manhattan somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, just Manhattan. give me right, one. I'll swings. give you one. I'm going to give okay. you a Norwich classic. Ooh, the snake bite. Oh, the mm. snake bite. <laughs> okay, so a snake bite is. Um, a snake bite is, hold on, hold on. A snake bite is, um, it's lager cider, right? And, um, what's the, what's the other bit? The, uh, the other bit is like, um, is like a, a juice concentrate. Okay. So, well, uh, also the snake bite is one of those things that like kind of changes depending on your geographical area, but yeah, yeah. it it's something you can make out of just what any, any local pub has it's like it's, a full strength it's basically a full strength shandy kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a snake bite so holy shit that was my nickname in high school full strength shandy that's awesome this takes me back so i'm gonna that's say a great band name i'm gonna call <laughs> a snake bite so this isn't a bike that you can buy per se but it is something you can create and i'm gonna say the snake bite is the name for a Grom with a Honda mm. 300 or 500 thrown Holy into it. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like All right. right. All That's right. what it needs to be, or at least in the UK, right? So I don't know. 
can here's you buy the deal. Here's in the, the UK? You must oh, be. Of course yes, you can. Yes, of course you can. Uh, Listen, here it but is. I want this to be is... the name for, for a Grom with something bigger thrown in there. You look at a okay, tiger, yeah. you're instantly fucking scared. You look at a fucking moose, even, you're scared. You look at a polar bear, people will tell you, hey, they look cute, but they'll rip your face off. You look at a snake, and you're like, hey, that's a roundup, a wound up piece of fucking rope. A snake with the potential though because tigers and mooses and polar bears they all stay away from snakes especially polar bears they're terrified you'll never see a snake and a polar bear together because it's such a small package with such a big big uh bite behind it. right I don't know. Was, that checks yeah. out but but i like this for extending it to any like anything under 300 cc's with yeah. something 300 or bigger thrown into it I want to make sure. So if you got a Z125 Google. Pro with just something weird you yes. threw in there. Fucking Hayabusa. I, I would say any <laughs> I would say anything that's a single that you put more than two cylinders into yeah. right. the motor swap. It's a snake bite. Is a snake bite. No yeah. So listen. I think this is. is our first home run of the day. Gentlemen. Fuck, this, this is, is like, nice. This yeah, is really I know. Everything good, else yeah. up to this point has been bullshit, and I thank everyone for, for uh, listening along with us. And I, I really appreciate Swiggy for Googling polar bears and snakes and seeing if there was no results. I think this. You got a fucking Honda Trail, but it's got a Harley Davidson 131. That's going one cylinder to two. You know what I'm saying? It's got a Screaming Eagle fucking package in there. Fucking A. It's close, but I think that counts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, You're doubling I think the cylinders because snakes, are, because the snakes are small, but they can take you down. Fuck yeah. I like the idea that it's a one-two. This could also small, be just you know, a good generic. Bigger, this but could also I'm just fine. be like a good generic name for any kind of like sleeper scooter. Yeah, a sleeper scooter. Yeah, but again, like something like one-two-five or like you know around there. Oh, Let's shit. go sub two hundred. But yeah, you've some you've put something bigger than than three hundred in it. Yeah. So listen, somebody pulls up to to With you the same on a transmission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the same ratios. Yeah. Somebody pulls up next to you on a Dax, but they have a scooter skirt on, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's not even that cold out. What the fuck?" And then they lift it up, and it's an SNS fucking V twin under the scooter skirt. That's what right. it's hiding. And yeah, that it, it immediately during the drag race, you're you win and you're surprised, but you realize the SNS turned the the Dax uh, transmission into this um, okay. cheddar cheese. All right, so eat. let's keep it moving. So I've got to okay. give you. So we're going with cocktail names. All right, junkie, we're gonna go with the sidecar. No, um, <laughs> uh, uh, a good. What's a good cocktail that's gonna be fun? Um, how this is coming about? To me? Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. How about? Um, it's not well. It's no. I was gonna say Shirley Temple would have been fun, but that's actually not alcoholic. Um, yeah. How about uh, um, a? You just um, ruined a lot of people's lives. That I, have I gone can to the throw. Bars I can throw one it. out there for you. What? Mm-hmm. This is this is a great one. Uh, how about the Apple Teeny? <laughs> that's you, that's dude. that's rough, Swigs. <laughs> that is that is a tough name. Oh shit! Apple Teeny. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't be that cruel. How about um, how Swigs? About... Well, he's thinking of one real quick. What do you think of this? He said the Shirley Temple is non-alcoholic. He just ruined it for everyone that's ever gone to a bar and ordered a Shirley Temple and then acted all drunk. It's like the dude that smoked oregano and then acts all stoned. Like, right. He just ruined it for a few people out there that are like, oh, shit, that's not alcoholic. Here I've been ordering Shirley Temples my fucking last three years. 
It's a cruel world. We can't Fucking do Tom Collins again. Let's have an Apple TV. We can do Tom Collins. I got a solid one for that. Uh, you know what? I'm just sickly curious on what you've got for Tom Collins. Well, listen. We all know that there is the Paul Smart Ducati, but what we oh. didn't see <laughs> was the Tom Collins Royal Enfield. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> spec racer. <laughs> Tom Collins Royal. <laughs> it's a spec racer. This is already based... our second home run. This is <laughs> yeah. okay. The Tom Collins Royal. It's a spec, spec racer, racer, but it's based off of that fucking. Does it V-twin... come with a flat tire? It does. <laughs> it comes with a flat tire, and it's pre twenty fourteen, so it wasn't fuel injection. Well, it's the very first fuel injection that Royal Enfield ever had. So basically, it's almost like you. So just it's have like a the. Straw. It's like the Continental GT. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. with a quick shifter. Prior to the fucking prior to this new triumph engineering that they have where there's a parallel twin. Yeah, basically the fuel injection is you know those life vests that you wear on a plane? Right. How the straw co- yeah. comes up and in case you have to inflate it yourself, you have to blow in that straw. There's a straw that comes up uh all the way when you're in tuck full tuck and you have to blow into it to fucking give the fuel injection. Just to get the air pressure bit. up, just to get the <laughs> yeah, compression just, up. Just to get <laughs> you know, I used to have a Volkswagen Beetle and the fucking spare tire is how it pressurized the windshield washers. Yep. So if you constantly had air in your spare, you had enough pressure to squirt juice on your windshield washer. This is it's like Yeah, but don't use fucking... your windshield washer too much because your spare will then, be then flat. Spare will be flat. Yeah. So this is the same concept. It's like playing a fucking bagpipe. You got this hose going up to your mouth and you constantly have to blow it uh top speed to get the fucking fuel injection keep to keep enough pressure in that thing because it's because it's just not gonna have yeah this is tom collins is there the royal enfield <laughs> factory <laughs> spec racer before they had all this new you know triumph twin shit going on and right you know after you can the- you can kill two birds with one stone here if you mm-hmm. have to blow into it to to keep the the air going, oh, shit. you can uh, you can add a, yeah. a, a, an an interlock into it and make it like the ultimate <laughs> Dewey cycle as well. <laughs> I I'm I am floored. However, uh, hey, the, when you roll, you roll off the throttle, <laughs> yeah. When you roll off the throttle, you gotta suck like a reed valve, though. You, you're, you're blowing that whole time. And when you roll off the throttle, you gotta start sucking so it doesn't backfire and you get a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> Yeah, the Tom Collins. I remember that. You got to just quit now while you're ahead, Junkie. There's there's no more details that will improve this. You just got to give Swigs one now. Just quit while you're ahead. So, Swigs, I'm not that big on uh, cocktails, but you know what I will say? That uh, given the current, um, you know, tensions in the Ukraine for the past year, I've got two that I could go with. I could either do the Moscow Mule or the White Russian. I think I'm going to go with the White Russian. Oh, the White Russian. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I I've got something for this. If you if you if you fall flat, I've got you. Oh, okay. This is. I think okay for the White Russian. This has to be not just runs on E eighty five. This has to be a vehicle <laughs> that runs on pure ethanol. Okay. This, or it may just be just another. You know, you know, it's it's decidedly not a flex fuel vehicle. It's just it just runs on ethanol. <laughs> <Okay>. This <laughs> ethanol only. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, what else needs to go into this? Uh, oh, It could run on vodka, maybe. Well, no, you can't. There's too much water in vodka. Okay, uh, so... Okay. Uh, all right, all right. So, help me out here. Let me. What have you got? Well, I was going to go with. Uh, so when you think about Russian motorcycles, you always go to military vehicles because there are no Russian pleasure craft, right? Although so, really, what they should be. No, this. Should, okay, no, hang on. I, I, I've got an inkling here. No, so this, I was going to. No, go, no. I've, okay. I've got this. Right, I've got. Right, no, right, I, right. I, I know what this is. I know what this is. All right. Okay. Blow no, me away. This is. It runs. No, it does run on like probably E85 or more, mostly ethanol. That's what it's tuned for. Very low compression. And this is the Russian Rokon. Okay. We're going agricultural. Okay. All right. So, yeah, this is the Russian Rokon, and it comes with studded tires. In fact, it doesn't even just come with studded tires. It comes with just uninflated tires. It, it just comes with, like, a pinwheel of spikes. Well, why don't we just make this a Rokon model? It's the Rokon White Russian. So this is the Arctic Rokon model. The, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the just, Arctic Rokon. It's the yeah, White yeah. Russian. Okay. Yeah, let's get let's put yeah, you're right. It comes with ice tires. Right? So we've got all the screws put through them already for you. And then I think it's You also, can run it off of whatever would come out of a still. Right, but it's got to have some sort of way to start a fire or heat water for you. Right? Like, it's got to have some sort of, this is what it's, right? Because if you're going to have this Rokon up in Siberia, you a need a way that you can take snow, right? And pour it into some sort of, like, funnel on the back of it. And it's got, like, I've got the, it. No, the exhaust. Wait a no, minute. The exhaust. It, instead is of air cooling, Tio. you pour snow into it and it heats it up for your drinking water. Yes. Because you're in Siberia and you can't melt snow fast enough to keep yourself hydrated. Yeah. Is this the way Russia? It'll have. Yes. Yeah, it, and it, 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 okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't have external fins to bleed the heat off into the right. air. This is the Rokon it White has, Russian. It has internal fins. That you just pour snow into a funnel above the motor. Right. And you just and pack cools snow it. in. Uh-huh. And it's got internal fins. And at the bottom, water comes out. Yes. All right. Yes. We've nailed I it. have a... I have... We have sorry, three I was a, home runs in a row listen, here. This is... I don't know. I might have just made a catch at the outfield fence. The Rokon was never made in Russia. It's actually the Rokon. And it was made here... No, that's First, what we're saying. No, we're this saying, is the, oh, okay. the this is the new Rokon model, the, the new, white oh, Russian for oh. for Arctic use. Or it gotcha. could be a Russian knockoff of a Rokon. A Rokon oh, that's right. good too. Because yeah, Rokons are kind of shitty enough that the there Russians might be could a factory them. in Russia that bought a five year yeah. license to make Rokon. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, now. there you go. If we go look back in the history right, books, guys, yeah, we just got three home like i feel like we just had three all-time great made-up motorcycles here i feel closer to you guys do, like spiritually do and we dare to do a second round 
No, let's just go to the next game. I think I don't want to. Well, the next game is wanna... the last game, but we're also already at two hours. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Right. That'll people work. are people are getting bored. We're getting drunk, and I really want to keep this bond going. Okay. Well, we could always do another round of made-up motorcycle afterwards if we want. So let's. It's move also on. very cold outside. What do you think the temperature here is in Colorado, folks? If you had to guess. Okay, you're wrong. It's colder than that. <laughs> It's pretty cold outside. I think My it's like froze. I think it's like if I'm gonna guess, it's probably 18 outside right now. Yeah, yeah. My urine froze before it hit the ground. Yeah, I know your delicate LA ass isn't used to this bullshit, but this fucking is, 18. But the, let me shit. let me tell you, much of the country is. It's just you in Florida that can't deal with this. Okay, 18. I I thought that was an age where you started going to clubs and doing Molly. I did it gets not know that to was a 18 temperature. in Indiana. It gets to 18 oh, in Minnesota. Shit. It gets to 18 in Kansas. It gets to 18 in like northern Louisiana. It's, I feel like you're just name dropping states that I don't know now because they get to 18. Didn't we have like minus 18 like three weeks ago? I think it got to <laughs> minus. I think it got to minus 17. But oh my! But that was also the God. coldest it's been for like five years or something. So, five yeah. years? I thought you were going to say ever. Holy shit! Well, it's yeah. like every time we're listening to the Misfits and Lies is like it was 49 today. I'm like, grow the fuck, fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cold here, guys. I've been jumped. I feel like I'm in a fucking gang, and I just got jumped in by having to go outside. During this. this is amazing. Yeah, it's very cold. Okay, right there. so we have a brand new game that we're going to debut here. Let's oh, see God. how this goes. All right. So you guys, you guys want me to leave? So it'll be good. Or just stick around. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Stay for it, junkie. We'll just edit this okay. out. So, <laughs> so what we're going to do here is I've got two spec sheets in front of me for a few different bikes one of them's real and one i made up Hmm. and you guys need to differentiate the real specs wait so for the real one is this advertised or is this nhtsa numbers or is this like this is wikipedia spec sheet versus the one i made up okay okay wikipedia okay good that's that's it's just it's just it's just because it's a standard source. It's it's not accurate, but it's it's the common wisdom. Right? Okay. Okay. So I want you to tell me if the spec I'm gonna give you two specs per bike. And you guys are each gonna tell me which you think is the real spec and which one's the made up. Do I get to work with Swiggy on this? Uh you could discuss, but you're each gonna have your own score. Oh shoot! Okay. Oh wow. Well, so I mean, we may or may not way. track it. The listeners can track it, and they can play along. All right. You know how, yeah. You know how brutal the listeners are. So I'm gonna start with the 2002 GSXR 600. Hmm. Okay. Do you think the claimed dry weights? <laughs> <laughs> Of the 2002 GSXR 600 was 300 no. and 82 Ooh, uh, maybe. 0.2 pounds or 359.4 pounds. Uh, 382. There's no way it was that low. I don't even think that was a number he said, but okay. I'm going higher. 
It was 382 and uh, 359. So 382. Oh, wait, did you say uh, dry weight? Yes, dry weight. 382.2 or 359.4. Oh, oh, okay. So this actually, this is hard now because that, yeah, they that, are because that <laughs> that weight difference is the dry weight. That that weight difference between those two specs could be the weight of the tires. Oh, that's... one of these is the Wikipedia. One of them made up. So I'm going to go see. higher. I'm going to go higher. They did not put that 350 pounds on the Wikipedia page. That's egregious. What did you say? Although actually, now that I think about it, there are people who would be editing that page who would be so motivated to push that number as low as possible. Oh, this this is hard. I know. Oh, Pete. Oh, oh did okay. I tell you, by the way, did I, did I mention the name of this game? Uh, I think you did at one point, but I don't remember it. It's called Spec Savers. <laughs> no, you didn't. But that's good. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm pretty proud of this. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so for all of our non-British listeners, Spec Savers is um the basically it's the british the, it's, it's the, the british Walmart equi- I opticians yeah it, well, no it's also like the british equivalent of um 1800 contacts ah that's why i didn't get it when you were all proud of it the other day i really didn't understand hey i want to know how many gallon uh, can i ask an arbitrary question yeah how many gallons of gas does this fuel tank hold Oh, I didn't. I I didn't get that for this particular. Well, it's mm. like it's the dry weight, so it doesn't matter. I know, but some people might not know what no, the fuck. I'm just asking about this one single spec. Yeah, Wh- I'm which gonna one have do you faith. think is real, and which one do you think is fake? I'm gonna have faith in the Wikipedia editors being honest and including the tire weight. I'm gonna go with the the higher number. I'm gonna go with a 380 number. Right. Just for reference, you don't put water in your tires. However, the dry weight doesn't include fuel or oil, which fuel is about six pounds or per gallon. Or sometimes tires. Sometimes no. dry weight is without tires. No, I've never seen that. Oh, it, it absolutely I'll, happens. I'll take your word for it. I'm going to go with the lower number. So, Junkie, you're going with... 359.2. All right. And Swigs are going with 382.2. Uh, I am. It was 0. 0.4 for on yours, Junkie. But yeah, three. Um, Junkie's correct. Fuck. Yeah, this is oh. a super light fucking bike. I mean, so let's put this in context, right? This is 2002 GSX R600. This is uh, weight savings and specs were never never more important than this year. But, you know, we're not going to go with horsepower for the second uh, spec (laughs) on this bike. We're going to go with the claimed torque number. Mm, Okay. Holy shit. It's going to be tough. All right. Is the claimed torque number on this bike 49.86 foot-pounds of torque? Or 44.4 foot pounds of torque. God damn it, that's so close. Yeah, but for a 600, that's a pretty wide spread. Yeah. Wait, so this is, this, oh, we're doing the same bike? 
Yep, same bike. Same bike. Okay. The 2002 GSXR 600. And we're not, I'm not Googling this, Swigs, just to be a uh, full disclosure. You can look at me. Look at my eyes. Look at yeah, me. Right turn here. your laptop around so Swigs can see it. Okay. Here you go, Swigs. All right, What's go. on it right now? Okay, good. It's Reddit fucking couples porn, but that's not important right now. What's important is I'm not cheating and looking up bike specs. I'm going to say, well, Swigs, I'll let you go first since you're probably going to lose this round as well. Oh, sure. Uh, now, so this is an early, <laughs> early 2000s sport bike. They're going hardcore on the. Uh, they're going hardcore on the horsepower, and they're bumping the horsepower up as much as they can. In line four, I'm gonna go with a lower number. I think it's 44. I think they've pushed everything into it, and they those GSXRs revved really high. So I think they compensated and. I'm going to go with the lower number. I think the 44 makes more sense. Yeah. Can I hear those numbers again with the the decimals is what I'm uh <laughs> oh, I'm excited about. It was 44. Point... Uh so it was uh 49.86 and it was 44.56. Hmm. Is this just Peter just telling us that like this bike is fucking amazing and trying to convince one of us to buy a Gixxer 600? I think everyone should buy a Gixxer 600, but that no, no, no. I'm just saying, just this. Can I ask you an arbitrary question? Is this the greatest marketing ploy of all time for (laughs) Steel Cycles? Who has a couple of GSXR 600s? They need to get. They need to shift. What is the uh, acclaimed uh, RP? like top rpm on this 10,800 holy shit you didn't expect me to have that locked and low i have a spec sheet in front of me like this is yeah well here's the deal i'm gonna say that it's a lower torque as well because if you go because if you do the math on that and swiggy was almost correct on this the other day you do the math, which is the torque times the RPM divided, divided by, by 52, 52. 52. That comes out to about 90 horsepower, 91-ish horsepower. I'm going to go with the lower torque as well, because the higher torque than that would mean that this thing's cranking out over 100. And I think in 2002, I don't think they were. I'm going to go with the lower uh, torque number on this as well. So the claim torque is 49.86 because they're also claiming 115 and a half horsepower. Shit. Wow, Swigs. We got bamboozled. So we got junky up by one. You both lose the second. By the way, I haven't mentioned the horsepower to torque conversion equation in like four years. I just want to put that out there. You just (laughs) did it last week, and I really like that that you... (laughs) Took that in consideration. Okay, so the next one is really interesting. What do you think is the claimed horsepower on the 2023 Harley-Davidson Nightster? (laughs) All right, Junkie. No, Junkie, you're going first. You're ahead. All right. You have to go first. This is... Totally, um, it's a little bit cheating because I just posted it on my Instagram. And when I was blabbing with you guys the other day, obviously, and I was showing you those 
specs. I've actually, I have to tell these. you something. This is not the, actually the Wikipedia because weirdly enough, in a move I never saw coming, Harley Davidson started listing horsepower on their website. Oh shit! Did they? Oof. So this is actually a number off the Harley Davidson website, right? You know what? I, I I've so I have I have to give you two numbers. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it is ninety six point seven, or do you just think it's a flat ninety? <laughs> this is the 975 revolution motor yeah swigs you want to go first or you want me to no go? you're ahead you got to go first all right you have a so yeah 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 i do believe now this is shitty of me having just bragged that i just looked at <laughs> shit the other day we should actually probably pick a different bike since you know what this is no 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 because i don't i don't 100 percent remember it and I could get this 100% wrong, but I, I, I think it's a flat 90. And I guess the only way for Swigs to win this is to bet against me and hope I'm wrong. How many more rounds are there? As many as we want. I've, right. I can. I, I have a formula for creating more of these. Okay. A fucking 100. Oh, there's so... 100. There's 100 more rounds. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, like, what? What did everybody say that the the Pan America was? Because that was the twelve. Pan America is like a hundred and well, depends. The Pan America is a hundred and twenty or like a hundred and fifty, depending on. Also, this is not the Sportster S. Uh, this is this the straight Nightster. This is the Nightster. Yeah. yeah, it's a much smaller motor than the Pan America and the Sportster S has. It's yes. a nine seven five. Uh, but also, I I want to say that the Nightster is really a really low riding bike, and they really stripped it down quite a bit. Like it's it's a lot. It's a very very simple. And I want to say that the Nightster is also uh quite a cheap bike as well. Well, I don't know about that. But well, I yeah. no no not not <laughs> in general not cheap, but as hard compared to a CVO, yeah. <laughs> well, compared compared to the Sportster S, you know, it is it is a it's it's like if you were buying a Ducati and you went for the uh, you went for the um the, the scrap you went for the Ducati Scrambler like the first year yeah. scrambler it's, uh, it's yeah kind okay. of, it's i see a, what you're saying i see what you're so saying. i think they, they cheaped out on a lot of stuff on that motor on the top end so uh i'm gonna go with 90 as well i think it's the flat 90 you're both correct it's the flat 90 all right and good job Swing. here's why i wanted to include this one is that harley davidson also mentions the torque number on this bike Mm-hmm. And this is going to blow your mind, Junkie. This is straight off the Harley-Davidson website. There is an SAE standard spec way to measure yeah. torque. And that's that's the only way Harley does it. All of theirs is like J1349 or something yes. like that. And so if something is measured torque with the J13, whatever number you're talking about, um, so I looked it up, 
And well, then I ran into a brick line. wall because if you go to the SAE.org uh, website to look up what the standard is, it's $100 to download the file that describes hmm. how you measure it. So I didn't. Okay. Is this what we should... Well, We've got Patreon money for this, don't we? Well, I guess we do. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is true. But J1439, all it really is, there's actually loopholes that well, you can Well, there's two get different through. standards. There's two different J numbers for measuring it. But one of them is this J1349 standard. But yes. if you have, if oh. you have, but if you have the true oh. torque, torque well, number that if you have the true torque, you can and find the RPM, you can find the true horsepower. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So it was a junkie you were saying. Uh, the J1349 really was just a standard, and all it says is that anything measured by this is measured at this specific in this specific way. So there's not that many loopholes where you can give a range. You can give it exactly it's, it's pretty, yeah. And I think that they just are updating it actually too to another. So what's the other? Is there another standard on Harley's website that you saw? Uh, I think no, Harley updating. just uses the 1339 uh, mm. or 49, whatever it was, standard. Mm-hmm. But there is a set. When I went to the SA website, I saw there was a second standard that they used also they're updating J that that one to be really specific so that there's no loopholes anyway okay but yeah it's a pretty it's so, just it just means that it's been measured the same way every single time no matter what vehicle so these should be accurate as opposed to like hey i dynoed it on my friend's dyno then i dynoed it at some other dyno and we took an average right like but that. if you've got a horsepower number that was derived at by an actual standard yeah, it should be. Then should you should be, be able to multiply by the max RPM and divide by 5252 and get a real horsepower number. So what's their torque number? Um, Hold on. I've just closed the page. Perfect. <laughs> um, the timing is impeccable. I was moving on <laughs> to the next model because we don't care like what the ground clearance or whatever is on the ninth stair. We don't yeah, give a shit. Um, four or less. And, well, also, Harley still isn't giving horsepower numbers on like Milwaukee eights and stuff. It's just they this never new have. revolution motor because Harley forever has been embarrassed on peak horsepower numbers versus the Japanese. But all of a sudden, with well, this also new motor Indian. with four yeah. valves and, and all, all of a sudden cooling, and yeah. liquid cooling, all of a sudden horsepower is like, hey, we can put out numbers that are not yeah. not garbage. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, and Bravo yeah. for them putting out a number uh, uh, probably sounds f- more honest for like a, a ten for an almost eleven thousand RPM motor that's nine hundred and seventy five cc's. Yeah, ninety horsepower sounds pretty fucking honest to me. Honestly, just an eleven thousand RPM V twin. Yeah, sounds I was gonna pretty say, fucking rad. That's pretty sick. This is the first one that's probably gone that high besides Pan America. You know, when you have a fucking two liter motor and your horsepower is like eighty three, you know what I mean? It doesn't well, sound. I want to say that that is only like twenty cc's smaller than my Nighthawk was. And like 400 RPM higher than my than my Nighthawk was. So for rear wheel numbers, that's probably more honest a number than Honda would have given me for the Nighthawk. I mean, the Superhawk. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. So <laughs> let's keep going. 
while you're, while you're getting the next bike queued up too, let me talk to Swig's in science talk for a second. Swig, I, I also, the funny thing is on the Harley Davidson website, they give you all the torque and RPM numbers, but it's so weird that they'll give you one and it's like, Hey, the RPM was like at 3250 and the next one will be at 35. A different bike will be at 37. So horsepower, like you guys were talking about last week is a little bit arbitrary because it all really depends on what the RPM is that you measure it at. And I don't know if they measure different bikes. Dude, bikes will have the same fucking engine, but different horsepower ratings because they do them at different RPMs. So I do think um, some of those numbers, the reason they do that, where like they'll pick like a peak horsepower at a particular RPM is because it is a real world example and not theoretical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll, they'll have to do it at a, um, a, uh, like it'll be an actual motor, probably not on a dyno but like on a on a test bench some and, sort of dyno yeah and yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a real world number where like the drag comes into effect yeah there is a there is a point where the yeah there uh, if you've ever read if anybody's ever read a dyno there is a point where the horsepower does start to go the other way as the torque is you know there, that point where they cross is where you have to measure it so yeah i guess it just happens at different spots for different yeah it's, bikes. it's usually at like 93 percent of mm-hmm. peak rpm mm-hmm. um but it's a real world calculation it's not just the pure amount of energy put out by the motor it's usually like what actually transfers to the crank yeah Yeah, most optimally um yeah yeah and uh peter's gone to go uh wrangle some dogs i thought he was gonna go smoke a bong (laughs) well that'll no that'll happen too i'm sure yeah Uh, yeah uh yeah i saw him walking off and i was wondering what the hell way he's walking away right in the middle of like i just wanted to do a quick brief I guess there's nothing quick and brief about whenever I open my, my big fat trap, but yeah, uh, on one hand, I love, I love the last show because you guys really got into the, the weeds on horsepower, realizing that it, it it's not a made up number, but it's definitely uh, the same bike can read different horsepowers, different days, different as- atmospheric and on real world dinos. That's why they do them like on a, in a lab on a bench or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, like, well, I think it is pretty much I an think arbitrary the, number. The uh, the more interesting takeaway is if you've got something like a uh, a scooter or an e bike or or something like the uh, the new uh, um like the fuel like the new electric bike that um, Eric Buell is making mm-hmm. when you've got a direct drive motor, uh, you can't fake that on an electric bike. You know, yeah. you've got a voltage, you've got a wheel diameter, you've got a certain number of turns in the coils in your motor, and you put a voltage through it, and it is what it is. So yeah. it's, there is, I mean, with with gas motors, there's so many different places you can measure it. There's so many accessories you can take off the motor, but right. you can't fake it really without just being a bald-faced liar with an electric bike so it kind of makes us think that with the electric bikes uh if we just like knock all the inflated numbers on gas motors down uh electric bikes are actually doing a lot better than we think they are yeah isn't it was it john or andrew watt that created the measurement of watt to horsepower the whole reason being is that he wanted an actual accurate way to measure and it was more accurate than 
you know. Yeah. Uh, All right. Hold on. We're guessing. getting distracted. We got to move on to the next bike here. Okay. Yeah, we do. So we're waiting. I saw you come walk away. With, I was wondering where you going. Come on. All right. This next bike. So. All right. This is this is a good one. All right. So the 2017 Indian Chieftain. Hmm. Wait, what year? 2017. Okay. We're going to go with the actual displacement. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, the, the chieftain. The, um, I want, I want the exact. In fact, on this one, I'm not even going to give you two different numbers. I want each of you to guess the exact God. number of CCs on the 2017 Indian can we, chieftain. Can we use a calculator to translate engine no, sizes? Into no, I want oh, CCs. Shit. All right. You're still ahead, junkie. You got to go first. Yeah. And I'm just going to give a point to whoever's closest. All right. Uh, I think, okay, the Indian Chieftain, that's the, is that the, uh, was this before they had the 111 Thunderstroke in 2017? I think it might have been. I'm going to say that it's, um, well, it doesn't fucking matter because the Thunderstroke was air cooled and it was also uh, push rod. It was push rod. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's this is the 111 you. thunderstroke though yes yeah what doesn't 111 transfer into like uh like i don't know i'm gonna say like 1981 multiply <laughs> by 1525 to get to cc i'm not good at math without a calculator and you said right, no calculator so 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 junkie said 19 what 81 okay sure all right swigs Fuck. I think I no. This was made to essentially match the eighteen hundred cc uh, air cooled Harley's because they wanted the displacements. But I think they are you gonna are you gonna ride me for being off by hundred cc swigs? I Is think you're gonna do. Here? I think they inflated it a little bit. I'm gonna say seventeen sixty five. God damn it. I should have gone with the 1700 number, shouldn't I? So Swigs is within 50 cc's, so I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. So a couple fun things about this, and this is why I chose this. The Thunderstroke isn't even 111. It's 110.5 cubic inches. Which Try makes putting that on your stator cover though one ten point five. Here in America, we round up, okay? Which yeah. makes eighteen hundred and eleven cc's. So Fuck, Swigs was, was within by... fifty. You were off by like yeah. hundred and fifty. Uh, so I got to yeah. give it to Swigs. All right, good job, Swigs. That that's a fun spec though, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, right. I mean, I knew it was the one eleven. However, I just don't know. How to... I'm not good at math converting that to. Damn it! Damn All right. I thought they, I thought they were lying like Honda. All right, so I got one so low. I got another really really fun spec for you. Yeah, is it, are we tied right now? Is this the tiebreaker? This, well, you're you're tied right now. Yeah. What? Um, I've got two different numbers for you. I want you to pick between two different ones this time. What do you think the wet weight of the 2017 Indian Chief is? Do you think it's Christ. 860 pounds? No, I don't. Or do you think it's 780 pounds? It is not 780 pounds. I'm going to go the I'm going to go high. I'm going high. Where are you going, Junks? 
I agree with him. It's the high one, but in order for this to be a tiebreaker, I can't. I have to go low. So I know I'm going to be digging my own grave here, but I'm going to go with the lower weight. It's 860 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was. Yeah. I I, I thought that was low. I thought I was going to say 914 if you let us guess a fucking number. (laughs) I would have gone over 900 as well. Um, I kind of like this version, actually. Let's alter the game now. I think from now on, you guys each have to just guess the number and rather than me giving a range it's like the price is right yeah uh well not without going over but yeah all right all right right. right. and i'll I'll go first on this next one we'll 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 keep the handicap okay all right hold on so let's go with um let's do this one Nine nine fourteen easily with the type of people that ride baggers. You know the Harleys probably <laughs> eclipse the two thousand pound range. Well, I could be totally fucking us here, but I'm just really glad that Peter hasn't asked us like what the suspension travel is on any particular mm. bike right now. I mean, we could, but um, okay. What size carburetors? Oh, God. How many millimeters are the carburetors on the 1994 CBR 900 Fireblade? Oh. 34 millimeter. Is that your... Are you going to lock that in, Junks? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was... So, I, I was... I had to... I was supposed to go first, but I... That is a really good number. That is... You could say 32 and beat me. Well, I gotta go thirty-three or thirty-five. Um, that was a really, really beefy motor at the time, and it was essentially a leader bike at the time. A fireblade. Oh, it was essentially meaning that you know. All right, as far I, as I'm, leader I'm, bikes are I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna do the prices wrong. I'm gonna say thirty-four point one millimeter. And I think they're thirty twos. I'll just say thirty five. Nothing is thirty five mil carburetors. I should just disqualify you right there for not <laughs> picking a fucking even number. Right. Um, but there are thirty eight mil carbs. Thirty eight. Right. Holy shit! Wow, that's bigger than I would have thought. Well, I did think they were bigger, but I didn't think they were that big. I would have thought like thirty six or thirty seven. I was, I would, I was being an asshole. And just going as <laughs> the, the smallest increment above junkie I could. Okay. But all right, hold on, oh, hold yeah, on. That's, all right, that's all right, good. Right, that's good. Okay, okay. Round two. Holy round shit. two on yeah. the on the same bike. Okay. Nineteen ninety four CPR nine hundred RR Fireblade. How many millimeters of the forks? <laughs> Is it my go or, or Swiggy? You, uh, no, Swigs goes first. I go first. Uh, okay. So, ooh, um. What year? 94, you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Okay. Um, I think we did not quite get up to the modern spec of at least 43 millimeter. I'm going to go with 41. 41 millimeters. All right. I'm going to go with 43. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm locking in my answer. Hold on, I've just changed my page here. Okay, 
Um, he just changed <laughs> it to a Honda CRF 250. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Okay, all right. Sorry, what did you say again, Swigs? I said 41. And what do you say, Junks? I said 43 because I agreed with Swig that I don't think they had jumped up to fucking 43 yet. But I'm going to go with 43 just in case that they had. They were 45. Holy Whoa. shit. It's a badass bike. That's actually really cool. Yeah, there's All no right. need to upgrade the front suspension on one of these when you get one. These were good. Okay. Wait a minute, 97? I'm loving this game. 94. 94. Is it because of that weird anti-dive technology that existed back then and they needed some extra uh, no, fucking Honda valving? was doing the anti-dive from like 82 on. Yeah, I know, but they used like this weird secondary master cylinder for it. I yep. think on this one, yeah. I think on you this wouldn't one, have that on a sport using... bike, though. Uh, no, they did put it. Yeah, it was on the VF one thousand R in eighty four. Really? Dude. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. By the way, the my weird favorite... shit we can now say on this show. Just, <laughs> oh, this yeah. like, wow! Strange esoteric shit that we look up. I know. Yeah. One of my favorite VF one thousand Rs is the Icon Magnificent Bastard. After that episode, I texted pete and told him about it it's a fucking fabulous looking bike i mean those bikes were just too big to race but they were fucking great but yeah so we're now uh plus one to me okay i'll i'll maintain the handicap and i'll answer first We'll, we'll keep it honorable uh okay so let's go in a weird move you know the fucking honda cbr 600 rr has two fucking abs modules and motors on it so like for some weird reason Let's see. What uh-huh. was the miles per gallon? Mm. Oh, this is the fakest number of all time. All right. I, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> this is more fake than horsepower. According to Wikipedia, what was the miles per gallon for the original 1985 Yamaha VMAX? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Christ. Isn't Who goes first? Fun game. <laughs> Who goes first? Uh, I go first. Um, according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. Fucking hell. <laughs> um. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I. What number do I pick here? No, this is this is gonna be something really fucking stupid. This is gonna uh I'm gonna go with twenty nine. Is it my turn? Sure is. I'm gonna go with fifty four. I think for some reason they had it in the fifties because the national speed limit was only fifty five back then. And I, I swear that it was like somewhere weird in the fifties, like fifty I'm just gonna say fifty four. Hopefully I'm not over or too far. This away. is fuel consumption, miles per gallon. Yeah, I know. I know back in 85, most cars were getting 17, but I think this thing is 54. All right, we got to give it to Swigs. It's 34.2. God damn it. <laughs> Which is a much higher number than I expected. I, I if, if you had told me that the fuel, the miles per gallon of a VMAX was 29, I wouldn't have doubted you. But yeah. Uh, but you know, like these are only something like a, what, what was the tank size? Um I think they're like 4.2 gallons. Four, four gallons. Yeah, 3.3 Imperial, yeah. four U.S. gallons. It's a small tank. 
It's yeah, not it that bad. It does too. like 115, 120 miles, like sport bike range. If you baby it's, it's it, okay. Yeah. It's um well, it's also uh, it's also a very fancy under seat tank. Yeah, um, Goldwing style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also got like the flip up uh, pillion seat for the gas tank. Okay, and this is another fun stat. Uh, okay. What do you think the torque was on this same bike? Are me and Swigs even now, or what? No, I'm yeah. I'm plus two. Yeah, Swigs is plus Damn. two. Yeah, fuck. So I got to get this right. Is uh, it still Swig's turn? Well, I'm going first to give you the advantage. Gotcha. I'll give you a just to make sure you're not wildly off base. I'm gonna give you a range that this is in between um 60 and 90 foot yeah. pounds really it's that yeah. uh, oh, what do you oh, think yeah, the, the, uh, the foot pounds uh, of torque are i think i have it exactly hey double or nothing i think i have it exactly and if swigs <laughs> if i get it exactly we're even well i've got a number by point something right, I'm how exactly do we want to go i don't want you to be looking at any numbers here uh uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 73 foot pounds of torque. I'm gonna say 86.4, or should I say 84.6? I'm gonna say 80. I'm gonna say 84.6. I have to give this to Junkie, and Junkie's really fucking close. It's 83.1. Whoa. <laughs> Oh shit! You know, I mean, but, junks, junks, because I'm the arbitrator of this game. I'm going to give you a point and a half for that. Okay, that that was okay, so really oh, close. We can wager deficit now. Is that, <laughs> is that what's going on? It's my game. Hey. All right, all right. Welcome back to 2008. The, the world is going to collapse any second. So junkies, <laughs> a half a point behind. All right. Let's wow. let's come up with a, another because I don't want to keep doing more of the specs on the same bike. We got we got to keep moving it around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to let's keep do going. a crazy sport bike. I'm not really big on sport bikes, so let's do a crazy, crazy one. You want a crazy sport bike? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's let's come with a. I want an MV Agusta fucking bike. Aprilia RSV4 factory. Something I fucking have no clue about, except for maybe what color it is. All right, let's. Uh, I think I got something for you here. Then. All right. What's what name, was the Shane? claimed on Wikipedia? The claimed hmm. top speed of the 1996 ZZR 1100D. Ooh. ZZR 1100. Uh oh so oh shit what what is the des- what is the D designation is that the street bike or is that the Yeah it's just the that's the sport tour ish yeah the sport tour ish it's okay. the one everyone bought it's not the R it's not the track or whatever it's just the yeah so the 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 ZZR 1100 what year 96 96 this is pre gentleman's agreement but it's kind of tuned down. Uh, I'm just going to give, I'm just going to go and just give a flat 170 miles an hour. Was the gentleman's agreement, the 176 number that I'm thinking of in my head, or was that something else? I'm not 
telling you. This is this is too close. So for um for insurance purposes and I mean on Wikipedia you can really say anything you want. You can say three hundred and seventy five miles an hour. I thought one sixty six was the gentleman's agreement, but bikes had broken that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 173, but it could have been 173. It was somewhere in there. Somewhere in that area. I'm going to go less. I'm going to, he said 170. I'm going to say like 155. It's 176. God damn it. Oh, there we go. Hey, was the, was the gentleman's (laughs) agreement 176? (laughs) I'm thinking in my head, fucking idiot. I should have just gone with that number that was in my head. Wow. Okay. Congrats. Good job. (laughs) And let's see. Uh, This wasn't a bike that I thought about doing. None of the other specs are particularly fun. Let me move on to let's do let's do two more. Actually, you know what? Let's do one more Um, because I had this one locked and loaded earlier. Um, It was the oh, fuck. Um, So just remember, Junkie. No matter how well you do, I still can't win. You're a failure. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Swig, you look over here. Look, I've got. I've look actually. Me, I've got a great idea. Okay, so look me in the eye, Swig. Do you see this grenade I have strapped to my chest? I'm gonna come so, give you. Swig, a hug. hand me a beer. I will do. die on this hill. Watch, watch, <laughs> watch me. This, this is my game that I'm inventing the rules for. So, hand me a beer while I make this up. All right, junkie. You are two, uh, one and a half points behind. Yeah. You were only half a point behind. But you fucked it up. Here we go. (laughs) Go with your gut. That's my lesson learned. We're going to go on the honor system. Once you're honor, stay honor. You are each Mm going to give each other, Mm -hmm. you and Swigs, a spec on a bike on a year i'll look it up so you need to ask swigs a particular year a particular bike the specific model what spec you want him to guess all right and then he's going to do it to you and if either of you guess it dead nuts on you know what i'll give it within like two percent like if you're within like two percent, right, of like some sort of rate, then um, then it's an automatic win. Okay, All right. We're just gonna go. Like this is just like sudden death. Well, no, it's not sudden death. This works different than sudden this, death. This is this is all or nothing. Just well, let let's just let's agree on a spec. What what's the spec? Oh, you we... want it to be the same spec for both yeah. bikes? It can be the same. I'll let you choose. It, can it should be, be a... something really weird, like wheelbase. It can be. <laughs> it can yeah. be wheelbase. It can be horsepower. It can be. I was going to say you would just each do your own crazy displacements. Thing. Power no. numbers and weights are fun, but like wheelbase or like what about rake? What about trail? <laughs> yeah. That's a little All right. that's a bit much. Um, no. You know, every bike, every sport bike from a certain area has like a thirty, you know, points two degree trail. Right. Or, you know, there's, there's... Yeah. After like ninety eight, they all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swig, for you, I'm gonna go with uh, with torque. Okay. 
for my bike. Okay. I'll do the same. Okay. No, I'll look them up, Swigs. Don't look at your phone. You 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 can't know what it is. No, the one I'm giving him. I'm no, you up. can't even know. No, I just want you to say the bike. Oh, okay. He's going to go for you first. Okay. I mean, there's only a handful of bikes that I can remember. You don't have to know it either, Junks. You, so you're... I'm, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go for the 1980 Yamaha SR250. I want to You know. own this bike. I know, but <laughs> it's about the only one I can remember any of the numbers. You don't yeah, have I to, to No, no, no. The point Oh, I don't have to know the number. No, you're just challenging him to oh come up God. with the number. Okay. So we're going to go with the Bemota SB3. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, I, I want to know, I want to know the torque for the Bemota SB3. And I and I have no fucking idea what it is. Oh, okay. That's... I've got a pretty good guess, but okay. I don't even remember what fucking years those were to be sure, but I, I do have a all right idea. Uh, I'm gonna give you the 2018 Triumph Rocket Three. <laughs> touche, fucking touche. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, Woo. so, so, Swiss, because he didn't give you a year. I'm going to give you, it's, they did this 79 to 82. Okay. For the Bomoda SB3. Yeah. 79 to 82. Okay. Uh, so that is, that is solidly in GS years, but it's not going to be the GS mode. It's, but it's going to be an inline four. Uh, cause it's going to be a Suzuki. Um, Oh, and those motors are all because they're they're all air cooled and they're all in the force and they're not they're not huge, but they're still pretty good. It's just the horsepower is low. They're really low geared. Um, But it was the third iteration of it. I'm going to go. With. 44 foot pounds. Wow, okay. And I got the 20, did you say 2017 Triumph Rocket 3? I did. <laughs> and this is still Torque we're going for? It is. Fuck, the Rocket 3. I mean, it's a Rocket 3, but it's still only more displacement than a Harley Davidson. <laughs> Let me think. I'm going to say that that thing had like, and it's whoever's closest. Up yeah. or down? Uh, percentage wise. Percentage wise. Oh, percentage wise. I'm going to say that the Rocket 3, I'm just going to go, I just am going to guess on the displacement and the fact that that thing wasn't like a fucking. Are you, you know, are you doing the math right now, Peter? I have right? both the numbers and they're both. I'm going to say the Rocket 3 had like 127 foot pounds or something like that. Holy shit. I'm going to have to do some math now to figure out who was percentage-wise closer. Wow. Okay, so you said 44. I did. So neither of us got it right on. That's a sucky thing, Swig. I was really rooting for you there. This is all or nothing, right? All right, and you guessed how much, Junks? He said 127. 127, I'm guessing. And that's probably a little too high. I should have... 
Shit thought about you this slightly. Bit. I mean, by like ten percent beat. So you said one twenty seven, right? Mm-hmm. Weirdly, one twenty seven is closer to one sixty three than forty four is to sixty two. Wow, we were well, not both... weirdly. It's just objectively well, objective. Yeah. But, but when you say it out, hey, because the numbers are so big, when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound right. Wow, we were both way off. Wow, wow. I really underestimated yeah, the both, Triumph Rocket Three. You were both somewhere close to thirty percent off. Yeah. Wow. A hundred and sixty-three foot-pounds of torque at Fuck. only. 3300 rpm on that'll the peel your fucking three. jesus that'll peel your skin off <laughs> now like who knows if these are real numbers these are just the claimed website numbers right yeah but yeah <laughs> what a cra- i'm calling this game think- a success yeah this is this is like the be- this is like this is almost like motorcycle lawn darts. It's just like yeah. there's not re- there's not really any skill involved. It's just we're just like yeah. throwing numbers. I, I love you. it. I had a good time with this. This is great. I yeah. love this game. Yeah. Spec savers. This is going on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think fabulous it's fabulous to I think it's watch better. Swig what we need to it, do yeah. is I think incorporate both where I have predetermined numbers mm. and then we do just rounds where you go who gets closest yeah like like a combination of both i think worked well it was good i like this is good this is very good i like that percentage shit too because without that it would have seemed like i would have guessed like oh yeah you know you're so much closer but that percentage stuff really uh i'm glad you're good at math well i mean it's just my phone's calculator it's not okay wow (laughs) yeah this is holy shit this was fun all right. Do we dare? I mean, we're at just a little under three hours. One more round of made-up motorcycle, or does he call it quits? I I don't it's know if people can take episode. it. It's the 200th episode. We should. It's, it, we should no, it's go. no. I don't yeah. give a fuck about the listeners. If they're still here, <laughs> it's their own that's exactly, fucking fault. That's <laughs> exactly why the Moto One <laughs> Network execs are telling you that they're pulling plug on the shit. They said you need to start caring about something. <laughs> All right, this well, is our indulgent day. Like, do. Do we want to do a, this here, longer? Well, here's a or question. do we just want to like go into some weird esoteric strange you, conversation about bikes listen. that's completely unplanned? I want to do we need it, I'd like to do need, another round because it is our signature game. I yeah, made up motorcycle so, is our signature. Now the question game. is, do we want to do cocktails again or pick another category? Oh, it would have to be I'd another comedians category. Comedians names. We need to do comedian names. You fuck names. it. Can you comedian names? Okay. You guys really <laughs> gave up on that one. <laughs> you gave up on that a little too fast. You know what? I've had a few more beers since then. We're going with uh, comedian names. Okay. Uh. All right. I want to go first then. The Seinfeld to you, Pete. <laughs> the Seinfeld. Um. Oh, so we're changing directions now. Okay. We can. Yeah. Um. Okay, so ooh. just remember that it's 2023, and you could be canceled at any time. I <laughs> so it's not going to be the Seinfeld; it's going to be the Seinfeld. And what this is going to be <laughs> is well, they'll call it the Seinfeld. Everyone will call it. Will be colloquially known as the Seinfeld. 
but it's going to be a bike where you can adjust the rake and trail. <laughs> okay. Right. Cause it's, a, cause it's a trigonomic function, right? <laughs> Sign, right? Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> God. Boo. Oh. oh my God. I will give, I will, okay. I will give it to you. That, that was pretty quick. All right. Yeah. That was good. That was this good. is a bike where depending on your riding conditions or what kind of racing, you can up to like three or 4% either way. It's got, it's got a steering head that you can crank up and down and, and adjust your rake and trail. And so it's the sign field, but it's the sign felt. Yeah. I defy went, anyone to do better than that. Your mind went That's... to another dimension that I wasn't ready for. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I do admit. Hey, guys, also, I threw the fucking recorder off the couch. So I hope I don't know when it quit recording. I just looked over probably during Swigs and Ice heated battle. I fucking spazzed out. It's OK. But, uh, all right. It's I'm going to be all right. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to take a moniker here. What is it? Mm. Oh, oh, okay. You can break ranks. It's fine. But I'm also going to. Uh, I think this is pretty good, but uh, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going to go with Larry the Cable Guy, but I'm just going to give you the cable. But this is. Well, also, this is to Junkie. Okay. Yeah. Junkie, the cable. What you got? Well, for a power cruiser, it really. Uh doesn't sound like much but once you get on this thing and you're flying down the manhattan expressway like you're hooked up to the electric cable you'll realize that this electric cruise uh, this electric power cruiser which is a replacement honda's or uh, yamaha's replacement for the v max is uh pre-wired with um you might notice it's got fox shocks on it because it's very fox worthy <laughs> To go along with Larry the Cable Guy. Is it a red oh fox? Um, fuck, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's a red fox worthy. Uh, no, this is this is Yamaha's. Um, the year is 2026, and uh, the crypto market has crashed. Everything's gone back to ground zero, except for um, internal combustion engines. Now that we have all these leftover electronics that nobody can use because of the um, the global wasteland and no internet. Uh, people are just putting them in motorcycles. So here you have a equivalent 2300 CC, uh, but it's electric and it's, uh, it's Yamaha's replacement for the V max. And it's called the cable because I don't know, because that's why did I win? No, decidedly <laughs> not. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So, uh, well, we're... all right. <laughs> oh, actually we, we did skip the round. Uh, okay. Yeah. Peter, you better give me one. Well, I'm going to get after he gave me Seinfeld, I'm going to give you the only one that someone can give the danger field, the mm. danger field. Oh, the danger field. OK, uh, this you're welcome for a not impossible name. This has to be. Yeah, oh, thanks okay. for the cable, by the way. Oh, so you really hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is a this is a, a dune bike. 100 percent this has got a this is a bike that comes oh, with the only bike with a stock paddle wheel this is the only bike with a stock paddle wheel on it 100 percent. and in fact this bike is absurd in that 
it's not just, you know what this bike is? This is so much more ridiculous than that. This when they were shipping to Ukraine to help out during the war. Here's how dumb this bike is. This Uh bike is not just the first bike with an OEM paddle tire on it. It's a Polaris uh, Can-Am Spider, where they've Mm, stripped as much weight off it as possible. It's a three-wheel dune bike. Yes. Okay. Three-wheel dune bike. Because you know what? There's a lot of people out there who'd want to get into it. It's just going to look like that that fucking transformer that comes out of the desert and like takes down that helicopter. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) it's going to be like the the Afghanistan scene from the first Transformers movie. I would also like to apologize to Polaris and Can-Am, because that's almost like saying the uh, Indian Harley-Davidson Road King. You're right. <laughs> the, the Polaris Can-Am Spider. I love it. It will No, be, I like it. This, this bike will, and you know, when it hops dunes and it crashes into people, as it will inevitably do, yeah, it, it will be will. Indis- like... Oh, Transform- it will be the center of many a lawsuits. Like, oh, yeah. like the Transformers scene uh, in the Middle East, it will be indistinguishable from an Al-Qaeda attack. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's even a company in Michigan that's making tracks for this bike as we speak. So you can have like tank tracks on it, too. Absolutely. Why not? Did I go too far? No, no you, yeah. there's never yeah. going too far. Well, I mean, made up motorcycle. Well, I mean, mechanically, this may be impossible. This is a three wheel. Okay, this is coming. <laughs> Wait okay. a minute. All right, I'm is really gonna throw. That, okay, is this is this the bike that Larry Enticer took to Mama took to Mama Try in 2026? Was this one? All right, all right, <laughs> Junkie. Dangerfield. All right, I, I'm inspired. I'm gonna throw another ridiculous comedian name at you. All right, are you ready? Hmm. I hope so. Can you do the Cosby? Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. I never thought I'd be asked to do the Cosby. Can you hang? No, 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 it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. No, no, it's not a. I'll give you this. If you can't do the Cosby, that's okay. I have a backup name for you. Are you kidding? I can't do the Cosby. I got. I got the Cosby. You all know what a Harley Davidson survey car was. Oh yes! Holy yeah. shit! This is obscure. We you we have to explain this. So to, to the, the Harley people. Davidsons, yeah, back in the day when Harley used to make little scooters called the Toppers, and I think they even made you know. Well, Harley made a lot bikes. of golf carts. Yeah, yeah, they did. During the AMF years, they made damn near everything. I've seen a Harley-Davidson fucking motorhome. But the service car was pre-that, and it was a three-wheeled um, service cart. You know, back when the milkmen used to deliver right. plastic models and semen to your mom on, on, on the doorstep, <laughs> back when the milkman actually visited the house, they had this little service car that was a three-wheeled. Um, small, it was essentially a Harley trike, but yeah. Yeah, basically. Basically. Well, the Cosby is a spinoff of that and uh it is um it's outsourced by an indian brand now but that's okay it doesn't matter who makes it it is a definitely a a patent ripoff and a retro trying to do a retro 
Uh, I think they had some of the designers from Vanderhall sit in on this one. And it's a three-wheeled trike that stirs up jello and Natter Day pudding pops. Frozen, <laughs> frozen pops. <laughs> jello pudding pops and Natter Day sickles around the uh, the Greeley, Colorado area as a test market later to expand into the rest of the U.S. I thought Hopefully you I would shy away, but well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully it's better than the cable. <laughs> that that made up for the cable. <laughs> oh, nice. Have, have you got one for for Swigs? Or are we are we getting near the end? Yeah, Swigs, I got one for you, and it might be. Um, I mean, again, this might be <laughs> this might be a punch on the nose, but. Uh, I, I want to hear what your thoughts are on the. Um, I, I really Is do want to go with the new heart. <laughs> no, I'm going to say at this point we don't even have to do like, comedian names anymore. We can just go with insane names. No, no, we're, we're going to have to keep it because I've got a great one for you. Oh, okay, then. Right, which is then actually, keep it alive. Keep it potentially alive. better as a motorcycle name than as a comedian's name. Okay, wow. all, right. all right, I'm, like I'm, all right, I'm into it. Let's so, go. so hit, so hit me, hit me. I, go. I got the got the Gottfried for you. The Gottfried. Whoa. Ooh. The Gottfried. That is a good one. Uh oh, okay. So the Gottfried has to be. This has to be. Oh, this it has to go extreme. Has to go streamline. The, no, the Gottfried has to be a jet turbine bike. One hundred percent. I mean, it's obvious, <laughs> right? But but it also <laughs> but it can't be an efficient. Not no. It has to be inefficient for a jet turbine bike. This has to be and leaded. It has to be leaded. This has. This is. This is going to. <laughs> the Gottfried has to be a naked jet turbine bike. <laughs> Fuck, it's like you're reading my mind. That's what it is. I it's just, like... fuck you and yeah. the horse you rode on, in on, but also very much fuck you. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like how you're staring at me while you're saying that, but I get it. I like this bike idea. It's good. It's, yeah. No, it, it, this, is, this has to be the most extreme, like, you could get the lane speed record if you could hold on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you could I, get the land speed record. You will. Can I give an but... alternate take? All right. Okay. So when I think please of Gilbert go, please, Gottfried, please go 180 to the opposite. Direction. I was oh, I was going 100. I'm going. I was going on the literal <laughs> interpretation of the name, but oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. If you want to, if you, if you want to do this thematically, oh, I'm going 60 cc's. Yeah, four stroke. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when I think Gilbert Gottfried, I think about a shouting principal in Problem Child. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I'm imagining something like the Honda Gyro Canopy, but it could be four wheeled, it could be two wheeled, it could be three wheeled, but it is a like hall monitor school patrol vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. meant to chase down kids skipping class 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in <laughs> honor of way. this famous movie principle, it's called the Gottfried. Mm. And like it's it. even got one of those things, those man catchers, like the three prong deals that come out. <laughs> so they, they, oh, it extends out the front <laughs> and it grabs a child. <laughs> also used as a police uh, pedestrian pursuit vehicle in Indonesia. Right. Uh, right, right. Is this yeah. the ultimate mall cop mobile? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mall cop, oh, yeah. Mall cops will use it as well, but it's it's primarily designed to like, you know, like kids skipping class in like middle school. You can just, <laughs> it's just a little bit more than running speed, right? Yeah. Actually, it's Annoying, probably, it's not four siren. speed, it's electric because it's got to be yeah, indoors. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's like, it's like, no, it's, it's leaded. It's leaded. It's leaded for sure. It's like 4.9 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, that'd be sick if it had a two speed and it was like go eight point seven miles an hour or ten point two miles an hour. <laughs> like the one. speeds really do All nothing right. for you. All right, okay. That's great. That's a good one. All right. And when you hit the one. horn it goes, Wah! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just annoying, annoying, yeah. Fucking klaxon, a big old klaxon, like from the <laughs> yeah. yeah, just right on the front. Yeah, I like it. All That's right, good. all right, Swigs, you had one for me. All right, what so we got? I'm gonna actually give you a choice based on this comedian's name, and I'm going with Paul Rubens. So mm. your choice is the Pee Wee or the mm-hmm. Sherman. Well, there's already a Pee Wee. Well, then you have to go with the Sherman then. Yeah, I was gonna it say. has to be made up, so you have to go with the Sherman. Oh, well, if it's sure, oh, the Sherman, well, that's easy then. So, this is a tank tracks motorcycle. If it's the Sherman, <laughs> um, so this is gonna be actually, well, this is a callback to the White Russian, yeah, but this is a North African motorcycle Rokon. <laughs> this is this is nice. a Rokon with tracks designed to go through the through the desert, right? Mm. And okay, so so it's got tracks. It's like it's like five or like six horsepower, but it, but infinite torque, so it can go up the tallest dunes. Yeah, hell um, yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like it's got eight horsepower, but three hundred and fifty-seven foot-pounds of torque. Well, well it's well, it's a Rokon, so it's like a four hundred single with 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 uh, with, yeah. with yeah, all the torques, but low RPM, but tracks. So, right. it's, well, maybe not North Saharan, maybe more like Afghanistan or whatever. But Look, be, it's a twenty twenty cc of that is is piston, and the rest of the cc is the stroke. It's it's but, about like but, 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 but that's not quite good enough, right? Because like okay. uh, with the Rokon, you know, you can fill the tires with water, and with the White Russian, we were saying it's like it's it's not water cooled, it's snow cooled. We, <laughs> we 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 need a we need a second gimmick or or i'm falling short here so let's say with tracks what can the tracks do they um so supplementary treadmills for the troops well i would i would have said if we went european with this okay then what we could have done what you could do with this is this could be a small displacement because it wasn't, you know, the Sherman tank in World War II wasn't a big tank, but you could have gone with the jerry rig aspect of it. Oh, and it could have just held 
like six jerry cans. Mm. That's good. That's good. Well, we, okay. So, so, so Sherman, you're right. You're right. You're a lot more European usage. We could go with something like hedgerows. Let's see here. Um, I still think, okay, it needs to be a tracks vehicle. If it's not, if it's not desert, then we okay. could also just put a flamethrower on it. That's an option. I mean, if we, if we need to, <laughs> I'm, I'm considering that we're halfway there. Hold on. Um, it needs to be a double decker. Seats seats above the seat. I don't, uh... I don't oh, I've got it. Okay. All right. It it's not a double decker, but the seat telescopes. So oh. you can see oh. above the hedgerows if you need to. Okay. You <laughs> nice. There you go. There we like that it. there we go uh alternate universe norman landing uh invasion vehicle yeah <laughs> the sherman motors like the rocon sherman yeah and the the handlebar risers also have like telescope just like a just literally like an umbrella they just have smaller tubes inside it so that when you rise up it clicks up as you go up to so the handlebars uh you know, maintain the, or maybe there's jelly. just a periscope built into the handlebars. Oh my God. That's even better. That's better. Yeah. Periscope. There's a periscope. You can just go up six feet and just yeah. look around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Man, we're and getting too pipe. good at this game. It's <laughs> a bubble pipe. <laughs> a bubble pipe. Holy shit, guys. Oh man, um, I don't want. I mean, it's three hours, and I don't. I don't mind getting indulgent, talking longer. It's just that oh, fucking two. I don't want this night to end, guys. Well, but we yeah, don't have. We to. don't have to let it end. Well, not right now. I mean, now, if we want to, we could break this into two episodes. We could do that too, That's and true. just go for another hour. That's an option. So uh, I. Wanna... I mean, and I can definitely do that because I prepared nothing. For this episode, so yeah, I, and I was kind of lying. I, I was just saying that'd be nice. I'm ready for bed. Can you guys point me to where I'm sleeping tonight? Well, so so I want I I do want to reflect for a moment for people that have made it this far, or whether we've broken this into two episodes or not. Uh, so so 200 episodes. Uh, Junkie, how many episodes are you at? I'm getting close to three. I figured so, because you were going at this for at least a year and a half before we started. Mm. And I want to say yeah. you went through like a good like eighth month period of like putting out one episode a month like we did as well. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, 2020 was a really hard year. And ever since then, I've only put them out every other week. So, I mean, my 52 potential shows has turned into hopefully 26 yeah with the last like year or two i mean there was definitely a six month period of us not putting out episodes because well it wasn't no there's was like three months of like no episodes but there was like a six month period of lessened episodes because of just like complications life. of life yeah life happens yeah who knew yeah um but i i mean like at five years now 200 episodes We've only missed like thirty six weeks or something like that. Yeah, we've got out an, of five we've, years. We've got about an eighty percent hit rate. Yeah, Listen, that's not bad. You guys are still front end chatter is not even at two hundred yet, and they've been around for like ten years. Those amateurs. 
very amateur. <laughs> they don't even know what they're talking about. Those I do actually paid. really enjoy that show. It's yeah, so I, good. And I would like to say that Bruce Philp has been doing this for at least a two decades, three decades since before he's been doing it since before podcasting. He's been doing was a technology. it. He, he started putting out episodes like almost exactly in between when you started. Us. oh really so and he's only up to like episode 12 now so i mean you're you guys are really uh yeah to be so fair to, to be fair to bruce small. like he probably puts out the highest quality episodes of anyone in the game oh i don't know about that his voice filters when you talk to him in person and you... i mean he's essentially like the hardcore history of motorcycle podcasts yeah that's true well you that's actually true. met up with him once though didn't you yeah, yeah, he's a. Uh, I he's thought a we very put him in contact human. with you. Yeah, he said the exact yeah. same. Wait, thing did you not you. see him in Vegas? No, no, I saw him down here in L.A. He used to come down here. No, because pre- Bruce had to leave a day to... early, and oh, Junkie only yeah. made it the last you're day right, of, right, of, right, yeah. of Vegas Aim. Yeah, unfortunately, we're gonna we're not gonna make uh, Vegas Aim this year. I don't think it's just. Yeah, I got I, someone going, but for, I mean, you know, is, is it really worth it at this point? I mean, I guess it might be. Who knows? You know, it's but... Aim is one of those things that can surprise you. There's years I've gone where it's been awesome, and years I've gone where I've been underwhelmed. Uh, well, the year we did go, they did unveil the ten thousand dollars six three six. It was kind of that a was big a deal. big deal. It was also the, the it was Gold also, Wing year. And... It was also a, a big unveiling for SSR. Yeah, like, they also have the, the FTR I got, there. I got big timed by Lemmy. Mm. yeah <laughs> remember i tried to talk to lemmy like four times it was like it was like three times he blew us off and then we finally talked to lemmy and then he was like yeah i don't think podcasts are a big deal and, and then six months later here's yeah. the here's our podcast like, yeah yeah okay yeah i i i talked to lemmy going hey would revzilla do a podcast you know we're already doing podcasts you can feed us information. We would do a podcast for you. He's like, guys, but if Revzilla was going to do a podcast, they would just ask me to do it. And then they fired him after like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, that definitely, you know, there, that was a good year. That was the year the FTR came out too. They had the yeah, first one right. before it, it was, was like public yeah. before. Yeah. It was there before it was actually public, but ever since then, and ever since they gone, whenever are we, I mean, isn't it weird being on the, correspondence end of stuff and it's like hey this is the kind of a b2b event because i get all that background industry crap and it's really interesting if you're in the industry but half of that crap like who cares like i can't tell you how many people don't care about high sun or about al coming to the united states life and i interviewed the guy from life right. fantastic fella great story but um i haven't even seen one in person you know I mean, so, yeah. even though it was super niche actually that was also the same year well i see lifens all the time just at the dirt bike track as replacement gotcha. motors. <laughs> right right there you i go. will say um actually also that same year we went to vegas was um the debut year for the uh cake electric dirt bikes as well oh god oh yeah, yeah. which uh, is super niche but they're also really cool and there is a honestly big really around oh, them. Oh, i think I hate, the biggest i hate the cakes they're yeah, honestly they're, they're i think really one of the, the biggest things that came out of well, that I mean, first year niche, of the hardcore following that first year of vegas aim a really big deal was just that you and you know junkie us and um 
uh, Bruce Phillip from This America, uh, uh, This America, This Motorcycle Life, and the Misfits, and um, the Wheel Nerds, Wheel and, Nerds um, uh, Cafe. They were called the Cafe, Cafe Racer, Racer podcast. podcast. Yeah, I think and, they just called uh, What's his name? Um, what's the What's the BMW? Podcast? Yeah, well, he does two uh, different podcasts. He does um, like two hundred miles before breakfast or something. Yeah, and that Horizon. one's defunct now. But two hundred. Well, no, he still does two hundred miles before breakfast occasionally, and then he also does the BMW podcast. But like, it was a big podcast summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a really big year for that. And we all kind of finally exchanged information and met for the first time at face to face. And that was a big year for that. And really Cleveland Moto was the only one that was kind of absent for that. Yeah. But they, we've since made up for that in spades. Um, That was, that was a big deal that year for podcasts and motorcycling really Mm -hmm. big year for that. Uh, there's a great picture I've still got of just all of us, except for Junkie. Uh, but I have pictures of I us don't and show, Junkie hey, as well. I don't show up on camera. I'm telling you guys. Nobody believes it until there. I, there's no evidence. Yeah, to for, for that round table, Junkie was just signing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, no, that was, that was a fucking fantastic <laughs> time. Um, I, yeah, so sadly we'll miss it. But this year... We, I have committed to going to MotoGP and Junkie, I will tell you right now, if you can make MotoGP, I'll buy your fucking ticket. Wow. Let's do it. I don't want to die. I just just want (laughs) to ride on my motorcycle. Cool. That's all, folks. Let's end this shit. (laughs) I was desperate.